Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is MRN's Throwback Thursday. Brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. And by Sunoco and Grunt Style. This is Ken Squire. Time now for MRN.com's Throwback Thursday. Classic NASCAR races from the Motor Racing Network's Race Archives. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Today, the Banquet 400. Green flag, green flag. Welcome back to MRN Radio here at Kansas Speedway in the main broadcast booth high atop the huge grandstand here on this mile-and-a-half layout. A spectacular autumn afternoon as we get ready for race number three in the chase to the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Again, I'm Joe Moore alongside Barney Hall. A beautiful day. We talked in the pre-race, Barney, about the huge crowd on hand. They've been coming in since bright and early this morning. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a seat in the house that will be empty here today at the Kansas Speedway. And the weather is perfect. Well, actually, it's almost going to be too warm. They're forecasting a high of 88 and possibly as high as 90 degrees. For 10 drivers who are down on pit road, we'll go down there and visit with some of those who will be in competition here this afternoon. But those 10 chase drivers, they have their own agenda here this afternoon, and that is to win the race if they can and at least not lose any positions in the chase for the next Hell Cup. For 33 other guys, everybody's got an agenda in that group. Everybody's looking for something here today, and uh, you certainly don't want to diminish the mission of those 33 drivers who are not in the chase. They want to win. They want to finish as good as they can. They want to learn all they can and get ready for next year and hopefully have an opportunity to be among that top 10. But, of course, we'll be talking mostly today about the top 10, those guys trying to hang on. Jeff Burton coming off his first victory in many, many years. Last week at Dover International Speedway comes in today as the leader in the championship point standings. And talk about an exciting chase. We're at race number three. He's the third different leader of the point standings. Yeah, it's been very interesting. And three drivers have slipped a little bit in the first two races for the next Tell Cup. Kyle Busch has slid all the way back to 10th position. Casey Kane has fallen back to 9th. And Jimmy Johnson is in 8th. Now, they're not out of it, but they've got to make some great strides in the next three or four or five races to get back up there and be in that top five if they're going to have a chance to win the championship. One of those you mentioned, Casey Kane, is on the bud pole for today's race. He's ninth in points, 182 out of the top spot. Could today be the day for redemption for Casey? Let's find out. Adam Alexander is with him. Well, he's got to like his chances today. Five race wins this year, all five in the race car you start on the pole with today. 182 points out after the incident last week. It's been well documented, not the start you wanted to the chase. How aggressive are you now going to drive in these final eight races to try to get back in the hunt, Casey? Uh, just probably similar to how we've been driving. You know, it's uh, we've had really good cars, really fast cars since since Chicago, New Hampshire area, you know, 10, 12 races ago. So I'm, I have a great car. We'll do everything we can and just hope we can get some good breaks. If we can, I think we can get ourselves back into it. This is a racetrack that's opened up over the years, multiple grooves now. Where is the best place to put your race car to have success today? Well, I, I think the bottom. I mean, you're going to want to be on the white line, um, but, but the track's going to change. You're going to lose some grip down there. 
it'll move up high and then it'll come back to the bottom. It'll be all over throughout the race. You'll just need to figure out which, you know, what's the fastest spot uh, during each race run. Five race wins this year, three of those coming from the pole. That's where Casey Kane starts today with a qualifying speed of 178.377 miles per hour. Scott Riggs posted a strong qualifying run that will start him from second position today. Been a pretty rough season for Scott and his team. They've had seven top tens, but uh, they've gotten a whole lot better in recent weeks. Steve Post is with him. Barney, you're absolutely right. Qualified in the second spot alongside of his teammate at Everham Motorsports, Casey Kane. That's Scott Riggs. Uh, uh, Talk about your season. You guys seem to be making some progress as the year going on here Scott yeah we're definitely getting better um, you know everyone the Valvoline Stanley Tools Dodge is coming together as a whole and everybody's getting along and uh, just the chemistry is getting better we're learning each other we're getting stronger as a team we're carrying better race cars to the track we're um, making better decisions of uh, what we do during race weekends and trying to execute uh, our plans and be able to put ourselves in position to uh, have good finishes and try to win win these things qualified second we know the car is fast on the short run your expectations for the length of today's race um, well, you know, I don't know how it's going to be on the long run. I think we're pretty good. I think all three Everham cars are starting pretty close. Just, uh, just got to take care of our car and uh, make small, fine-tuned adjustments. It seemed like that uh, our car really responded to some small adjustments we made. So we're just going to try to use those adjustments to try to keep uh, better in the car all day and try to keep track position and be there at the end. That's Scott Riggs. Starts second this afternoon. Jimmy Johnson, another chase contender, back in eighth in points, but he starts third today. Alex Hayden. And Jimmy Johnson is inside the stage getting out of the sun, something we... Haven't really been used to this weekend. Cool temperatures Friday when you guys qualified in practice. Kind of warm today. Hottest day it's been of the week. And how's that going to change things today, Jimmy? I think we're all uh, we're all expecting the grip to go down. Um, I'm not really sure if, if I'm going to end up loose or tight. But the way my car was driving yesterday, it was so balanced. Um, I felt real comfortable with it. Knew that the sun was coming and, and expected a loose forward bite. So we made some changes last night to keep forward bite in the car. And hopefully that will uh, work out for us today. So it's going to be a good race for us. we got a great car, and hopefully we can make up some points today. That's Jimmy Johnson as he's behind the stage getting ready to be introduced to the massive crowd here at Kansas. Speedway. And Barney, they really need to make up some points. Look at his season so far. Jimmy's been the leader in the championship point standings for the majority of this year, but looking back over the last seven weeks, he's only had one top ten finish. Yeah, and his last two finishes have been 13th and 39th since the chase started, so you're right. They need to make up some ground. Today would be a good time to start getting that done. Let's go back trackside and hear from more drivers. Kevin Harvick starts 14th. Losing an engine last Sunday at Dover cost him the points lead and dropped him all the way back to 5th. Let's see how he feels about today of gaining some of those points back. Adam Alexander's with him. I guess any momentum he lost in the Nextel Cup race last week at Dover, he got back yesterday with another Bush Series win, his sixth of the year. A good race car yesterday, a winning result. Can you repeat the success today starting 14th, Kevin? Well, I think so. Our Reese Chevrolet was really good in practice, and I think it's all going to come down to making the right adjustments here at the beginning of this race and, and putting yourself in position there you know, after halfway to, to have your car where it needs to be so you don't have to have any major adjustments. So we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we had a, we've had a great year, and everything's gone really good, and, and I, feel, I don't feel like, you know, last week hurt us momentum-wise. We performed well, so uh, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and see where we fall. It didn't hurt him momentum-wise, and it really didn't drastically affect their situation in the points. First to fifth, but he's only 54 points behind his teammate and leader, Jeff Burton. That's Kevin Harvick now to Steve Post. Adam, you know, so much talk the last three weeks about the drivers in the chase, but one of the great stories over the last three weeks has been the Caterpillar Dodge team with Bill Davis Racing. Dave Blaney, the driver on it, three straight top 12 finishes. Dave, you have to be very, very enthused about the way this uh, season has turned around for you guys. Well, it has been a good sign. Um, you know, all the guys in the cat car have been working hard all year, and, it, you know, it's finally finally good. We're getting some good runs to show for it. Um, you know, we've got some great people in place, and, and we should be running good. You know, Craig Griffith, he's got the motors running good. 
Mike Brown's doing a good job. Uh, it's all good. No doubt it is all good. Dave Blaney starts 17th here this afternoon. It's good to see that team really turn things around here, as uh, Steve Post said, over the last three weeks. Check in again with Adam Alexander. Clint Boyer starts sixth today, 104 miles from your hometown in Emporia, Kansas. I know a win here would be special. Do you have the race car that can get it done? I think we do. Uh, you know, got a lot of confidence in this race car. It's never really ran out of the top five, so... Uh, I told Gil we got to bring our best bullet in the garage down here to Kansas to try to put on a show in front of the hometown crowd. And, uh, you know, that's what he did. Uh, Ford, his son here, just told me in driver intros uh, we had a car to beat, so we're going to listen to him. How important is patience at this racetrack and letting the car come to you? Well, we learned a lot yesterday. Uh, um, you know, with the heat, it's a lot hotter today. That's going to play a role. Everybody's going to be slipping and sliding and looking for new territory out there. The track really widened out, and I think, yeah, you know, the guy that can make that work out there on the outside and on the bottom be able to pass and maneuver anywhere. Kind of like the old dirt days. If you can make it work anywhere, that's going to be the car that's going to run the best. He's used to racing on dirt. He did it in this area for quite some time. Clint Boyer, Rookie of the Year contender, starts sixth this afternoon in the Jack Daniels Chevrolet. Jeff Burton rolls off tenth today. This team has been on their best game in the last five races, and with his first win in 173 races last weekend up at Dover and then taking over the points lead at the same time, I would say, Steve Post, he's raring to go. Uh, I'm sure he is raring to go. Uh, Jeff Burton, point leader, has a good ring to it. Race winner has a good ring to it. And Richard Childress racing six straight wins between the Bush Series and the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series. Jeff, the momentum over at that team just must be amazing. Well, everybody feels really good about uh, what we've done, but we're also smart enough to know that uh, there's a lot still to do. And uh, we're focusing really hard on the things we haven't done, not really paying attention to the things we have done. And um, I know that's not exciting and that's not fun, but that's that's how we are. And uh, this is going to be an interesting race today. I really really uh, have no idea what to expect with the racetrack. It's really hot. It's going to be really slick, unlike the conditions we've had in practice. So hopefully we've made the right changes on the singular Chevrolet and um, see if we can make this thing go like we need to. You start 10th. You talk about the changes you made to the car as far as that goes. Did you guys work on running the bottom? Did you work on running the top? Or did you work on trying to have it adjustable so you can go where you need to go? Well, I, I think it's really going to be important to be able to run where you need to run. And, and uh, some people are going to want to run the top. Some people are going to want to run the bottom. There's no question. You're, at times, you're going to have to be able to run in both places. So uh, we worked hard on making the car drive well. And if it drives well, then maybe it's faster in one groove than the other. But it won't be bad in either one. And that's what we focused on. That's your NASCAR Nextel Cup Series point leader, Jeff Burton. The beauty of this racetrack now is the fact that you have the option of running different grooves. Remember some four or five years ago when we first started racing at Kansas? You didn't have that option. It was just one groove right down at the bottom of the track. The only driver who's won here at Kansas more than once is Jeff Gordon, and he's in a great position, second of the championship points, only six out of the lead. Alex Hayden's with him. And starting 11 today, Jeff Gordon talking to his crew members right beside the multicolored DuPont Chevrolet. And, Jeff, we saw yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race multiple racing lanes out there. Are we going to see that today? And if so, how soon? Uh, I'm sure we will. You know, usually uh, the Cup cars being a little bit more powerful, a little bit heavier, they start moving up even sooner than the Bush cars do. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a really wide group from the bottom to the top. Uh, I'm excited about that. This Kansas track is really matured and coming to its own, and I think you're going to see some of the best race we've seen here. It's hotter than it's been uh, in practice, and so uh, I'm hoping that favors uh, all of us with the DuPont Chevrolet, and we'll find out. You set the race car up to go bottom or high. How often and how do you listen to your race car to decide which lane you're going to take? Well, I think the fastest way around this track is the bottom. And so, you know, we, we've, uh, you know, worked on the bottom the entire time. And, 
Uh, if, if that doesn't work, you know, then we'll move up top and search around. And, you know, you just try to find a groove that the track works best uh, for you and your driving style. And if not, you know, you got to relay that information that you need uh, back to the team and make adjustments and hope you can make it better. But we're going to work on the bottom until that bottom's not working for us. That's Jeff Gordon starting 11th at Kansas today, a two-time winner here at Kansas Speedway. Joe talked about uh, one of the rookies that's been sensational this year. Denny Hamlin certainly has. He rolls off 25th today. And if there's any pressure on this team, man, it certainly doesn't show. Adam Alexander's with him. And it's a special racetrack for Denny Hamlin. He made his Nextel Cup debut here, Barney, one year ago. You start 25th today. What's the biggest challenge you face, Denny? Uh, you know, trying to make up some track position. I think uh, I think we've got a good enough car to run up front. we just got to get there and, you know, not be in a big hurry to get there. I mean, you know, you don't want to go a lap down. On the other hand, you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation where you could get wrecked early. So we'll try to get this FedEx Freight Chevrolet up front and uh, keep it up there all day. 18 points behind the leader, Jeff Burton, in the standings, driving the FedEx Chevrolet from the 25th position today is Denny Hamlin. And I'll tell you what folks are going to have to worry about today for Denny Hamlin, not only as, uh, as Adam said, this where he made his first Nextel Cup Series start last year for Joe Gibbs Racing. He's driving the same car that he won both races at Pocono in, chassis 121, which uh, he says is his favorite, and you can understand why. Well, if it works as good here as it did at Pocono, he'll certainly be a contender to go to victory lane here before the day is over. We're closing in on the start here this afternoon of the Banquet 400 at the Kansas Speedway. As we told you, couldn't ask for better weather. It's been fantastic all weekend here. No even thought of rain. Temperatures yesterday were around 75 degrees. Today it's going to be closer to 85, maybe up to 88 degrees, but not a cloud in the sky. Perfect weather, and again, the grandstand completely packed. A sold-out crowd getting ready for the start of the Banquet 400 Race 3 in the chase to the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Now let's go trackside for pre-race ceremonies about to begin here today at Kansas Speedway. Again, getting set for the Banquet 400. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remove your hats as the Cass County Civil Air Patrol U.S. Air Force Auxiliary presents our nation's colors. Please remain standing as Kansas City Raceway Ministries offers uh, Cole Cochran for today's invocation. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for this special time and place. May the drivers and crews pass through today's race safely. May we all understand how we can run life's race with you as our friend and father. Help us to know how to join you for the journey. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You know them for their hit song, I Loved Her First. Please welcome Lofton Creek Records recording artist Heartland as they perform our national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight on the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rock is red glare the 
three minutes away from the command to fire the engines and start the banquet 400. We've heard from some of the drivers today on their plans for the running of this race. Now let's hear from the crew chiefs. We'll start down with Tony Urey Jr., crew chief for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Adam Alexander's there. His driver rolls 12th today, and typically when we come to Kansas in October, cool temperatures. This weekend, though, expected to go up close to 90 degrees today, Tony. How is that screwed with the setup of these race cars from years past? Well, I just think it'll magnify everybody's uh, problems. If you're tight, you're going to be a little bit tighter. And, of course, the track's going to lose a lot more grip today, and air pressure tires will be up. So it's going to make quite a challenge. We'll just have to see what we got here until the first pit stop, maybe make some slight adjustments. Dale Earnhardt Jr., one of ten drivers, continuing with a chase for a championship today. He takes the Budweiser Chevrolet from the 12th starting position. Steve Post. Robbie Reiser, crew chief for the DeWalt Ford from Matt Kenseth. And, uh, Robbie, what kind of strategy might we see as far as tires, two tires, four tires? Are they options here as this race unfolds? this afternoon well anything's possible today uh, two tires could be a could be the deal it just depends on how many laps we run here that's robbie riser crew chief for matt kenseth the dewalt ford on down to alex hayden with the crew chief doug richard for calls the shots for greg biffle starting 29th and doug quite simply put how much adjustability is built into this national guard ford well it's, i don't think uh, you start in a race like the like this here today i don't think you can ever build enough into it uh but, you know, we're pushing the envelope uh, probably more than we have all year, and uh, hopefully it won't bite us. But uh, we got all day to adjust on this National Guard Ford and see if we can get her up to the front where it belongs. That's Doug Richard calling the shots for Greg Biffle. They start 29th, guided this team and his driver, Greg Biffle, to a runner-up finish here at Kansas last year. Joe, I think uh, the key that the guys touched on down there that we didn't touch on it will be there will be an awful lot of heat in this racetrack, and that can change it because this is not a concrete track. This is an asphalt speedway, and they're talking about the, the grip going through the corners and having a little less grip. You really need it, the speed you carry through the corner here. Yeah, and it's the hottest today that it's been all weekend that they've been here on the track practicing and qualifying. So what they used here to make the car do well in those practice sessions and in qualifying probably not going to work here today with the bright sunshine out and as Adam said temperatures getting up into the high 80s possibly as high as 90 degrees here this afternoon but it's got to be an interesting day of racing again you heard from the crew chiefs their thoughts about the planning of today's race a lot of pressure on those guys today I'd hate to be in their shoes having to make the calls of when to come in particularly in long green flag runs you know how to plan your fueling strategy and whether you go with two tires or four tires they're going to have a lot on them today yeah the guys going to earn their money down here well they do every weekend as far as that goes uh, you know if you just got to be right on the money you make a bad call you can cost your driver a, a top 10 position real easy so it's going to be very tricky what happens on pit road we'll be following it all for you here this afternoon in the banquet 400 now let's get ready to go trackside and hear the command to fire engines and start race three of the chase and now race fans for the most famous words in motorsports please welcome george lopez and jackie joiner kersey drivers Start your engines! 
Engines have fired on pit road. In a few moments, we'll send the field up on the racetrack to run a few pace laps before we get the start for the Banquet 400. Four drivers failed to qualify here in Bud Pole qualifying on Friday. They were Scott Wimmer, Kevin LePage, Chad Blunt, and Carl Long. In a moment, we'll take a look at the starting lineup for today's race. From Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Front style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Hard, dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Time now for the starting lineup for today's Banquet 400. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler, Row 22. Kenny Wallace, St. Louis, Missouri, Furniture Row, Chevrolet. Row 21. Robbie Gordon, Orange, California, Perez, Chevrolet. Jamie McMurray, Joplin, Missouri, Irwin Industrial Tools, Ford Fusion. Row 20. David Stremme, South Bend, Indiana, Lone Star Steakhouse and Saloon Dodge. Bill Elliott, Dawsonville, Georgia, mailing oil pump Dodge. Row 19. Tony Raines, LaPorte, Indiana, DLP brand, HDTV, Chevrolet. Travis Quaffle, Janesville, Wisconsin, Ty Downey, Chevrolet Monte Carlo, SF. Row 18. Ken Schrader, Fenton, Missouri, Motocraft, Ford Fusion. Michael Walter, Owensboro, Kentucky, the Napa Auto Parts Hot Rod. Row 17. Chad Chapman, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Fox Collision Dodge. Casey Mears, Bakersfield, California, Texaco Haviland Dodge. Row 16. Dale Jarrett, Hickory, North Carolina, UPS, Ford Fusion. Jeff Green, Owensboro, Kentucky, Hoss Automation, CNC, Chevy. Row 15. Terry Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, GMAC, Chevrolet. Greg Biffle, Vancouver, Washington, National Guard, Ford Fusion. Row 14. Sterling Marlin, Columbia, Tennessee, Gian Closing Resorts, Chevrolet. Carl Edwards, Columbia, Missouri, Office Depot, Ford. Row 13. Reed Swanson, Peachtree City, Georgia, Target Dodge. Denny Hamlin, Chesterfield, Virginia, FedEx, Chevrolet. Row 12. Kyle Petty, Trinity, North Carolina. Wells Fargo, Dodge. Martin Truex Jr., Mayetta, New Jersey, Best Pro Shop, Chevrolet. Row 11. Todd Cleaver, Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, Post-it 3 and 4 Fusion. Tony Stewart, Columbus, Indiana, Home Depot, Chevrolet. Row 10. David Gilliland, Riverside, California, M&M's Ford Fusion. Mark Martin, Batesville, Arkansas, AAA, Ford Fusion. Row 9. Joe Nemechek, Lakeland, Florida, United States Army, Chevrolet. Dave Blaney, Hartford, Ohio, Caterpillar Dodge. Row 8. Bobby Labonte, Corpus Christi, Texas, Cheerios, Betty Crocker Dodge. Ryan Newman, South Bend, Indiana, Altel Dodge. Row 7. 
Kevin Harvick, Bakersfield, California. GM Goodrich Chevrolet. Kyle Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada. Kellogg Chevrolet. Row six. Dale Hart Jr., Mooresville, North Carolina. Budweiser Chevrolet. Jeff Gordon, Vallejo, California. DuPont Chevrolet. And now, the top ten starters. Starting tenth. Jeff Burton, South Boston, Virginia. Singular Wireless Chevrolet. Starting ninth. Elliot Sadler, Emporia, Virginia, Dodge Dealers, UAW Dodge Charger. Starting 8th, Matt Kenseth, Cambridge, Wisconsin, DeWalt Tools, Ford Fusion. Starting 7th, Kurt Busch, Las Vegas, Nevada, Miller Lite Dodge. Starting 6th, Clint Boyer, Emporia, Kansas, Jack Daniels, Chevrolet. And now the top five starters, brought to you by Wrangler 5-Star Premium Denim Jeans. Starting 5th. J.J. Yaley, Phoenix, Arizona, Interstate Batteries, Chevrolet. Starting fourth. Brian Vickers, Thomasville, North Carolina, GMAC, Chevrolet. Starting third. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California, Lowe's, Chevrolet, Monte Carlo. Starting second. Scott Riggs, Bahama, North Carolina, Valvoline, Stanley Tools, Dodge. And starting on the Bud Bowl. Casey Kane, Enumclaw, Washington, Dodge Dealers, UAW, Dodge Charger. That's the starting lineup for today's Banquet 400, brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler. Field is on their pace laps. They've already run a couple. They'll run at least one more before we get the signal of one to go and get the green flag and start the Banquet 400 here this afternoon. Again, a lot on the line for 10 drivers in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. And there's still 33 other drivers hoping maybe to pick up a win for many, maybe a first Nextel Cup Series win here today at Kansas Speedway in the Banquet 400. A spectacular afternoon, as we told you. Temperatures already in the low to mid-80s, going up to close to 90 degrees this afternoon. And a huge crowd on hand for the running of the Banquet 400. Let's bring in the other voices who will be covering the action for you here today on Motor Racing Network. Up in turns one and two, Dave Moody from Barry, Vermont. Thank you, Joe Moore. Good afternoon, everybody. 15 degrees of banking, the order of the day here in turns one and two and if the last few races here at kansas speedway are any indication we'll see almost every inch of it used in past years the fast way around has been on the bottom of the banking but today we expect the groove to expand very quickly from the apron at the bottom all the way to the safer barrier at the top that should lead to a full day of three wide racing we'll watch it all unfold from our vantage point high atop a billboard in turn two here at kansas speedway let's go to the other end of the property now in daytona beach florida's mike bagley and dave you hit the nail on the head Every lane of racetrack was used yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series Yellow Transportation 300. All the way down at the white line, all the way up against the safer barrier. Four lanes of racing, 15 degrees of banking, and it's the perfect combination. We expect a great NASCAR Nextel Cup Series Banquet 400 this afternoon, and I'll be on the back of the AAA billboard midway between turns three and four to cover all the action here this afternoon. Today's broadcast of the Banquet 400 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Kansas Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. On the line today, $5,934,007. That's the prize money up for grabs. And again, those 10 drivers going for the championship. Very important here, the third race in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. This is a mile and a 
mile-and-a-half racetrack. They'll run 267 laps, making up a total distance of 400.5 miles. Today in the banquet, 400. The crowd, again, packed in here. They've been coming in since before daylight this morning, now getting set for the drop of the green flag and the start of the banquet 400. Mark Martin won this race last year. Jeff Gordon, the only repeat winner of a race at Kansas Speedway. He got the victory in 2001 and 2002. Other former winners in the field, Ryan Newman, he won here in 2003, and Joe Nemechek won this race in 2004. Here comes the field off turn four. The pace car hits the pit lane. Now for the start of the Banquet 400, here's MRN Radio's Barney Hall. Field rolls off turn number four, looking for the green flag to get us underway here this afternoon. It is in the air, and they come up through the gearbox and accelerate off toward turn number one. Down to that inside line is Casey Kane. He's going to try to get out front all by himself, but he's not going to get away. Gives a very healthy shove in the rear quarter panels from Jimmy Johnson. That'll push Kane to the lead. Johnson will follow him to the inside. He goes nose to nose to Scott Riggs for second. Jimmy Johnson and Scott Riggs side by side for the second position. Here's Scott Riggs with a fender out in front at the entrance of turn number three. But Jimmy Johnson comes in digging hard down low. Riggs takes the high line. Jimmy Johnson takes the low line coming off turn number four. And here at the start finish line, they're side by side. Still battling for the second spot. Now closing in. Brian Vickers in fourth. He's looking for the lane to open up. Three-man dance in the early going for the number two position here at Kansas. On the outside lane, the advantage goes to Scott Riggs. He drives around Jimmy Johnson and takes the runner-up spot. Now Clint Boyer and Matt Kenseth come in to make that a five-man battle for second. Scott Riggs around the outside to grab the spot, but wait a minute. Here comes Jimmy Johnson diving back down to the inside of the racetrack. He makes the car work right down at the bottom of the speedway, running hard for second place. Gets a pretty good run as he hits the start-finish line. He's going to move around. Scott Riggs and take over second, but Scott's not backing out of the throttle. He don't want to give up that, that spot going into turn two. Riggs has to slip back a bit at the entrance to turn number one. Jimmy Johnson slides through. He's got second. Riggs is third. Now here's Clint Boyer on the move to the inside for fourth place. Two side-by-side, actually two Chevrolets side-by-side down the back chute. Here's Brian Vickers, Fender out in front on the outside lane. Clint Boyer downstairs, followed by Matt Kenseth in his tire truck. Battle for the fourth position coming up off turn number four. As Casey Kane leads him across the line, Jimmy Johnson second, Scott Riggs third, and that battle for fourth. Still side by side, but Vickers gets a good run going into turn one. Clint Boyer, the home state driver, not going to give it up easily. Puts the left front tire below the white line at the bottom of the racetrack. Tries to make the challenge again to the inside of Vickers. But he slips off turn number two, has to get back in line. He'll follow Vickers down the back straightaway and now face a challenge from Matt Kenseth. Kenseth will change lanes. He'll go into the passing lane, and now he's side by side with Boyer. Everybody but it's kind of anxious to see what Jack Roush's Ford teams will do here this afternoon. They didn't qualify all that strong. They'd had a little trouble in practice, but for the moment, Matt Kins is moving up, trying to take over fifth place as he works his way back into turns one and two. Flashes to the inside of Clint Boyer. He will pick up the number five position. Boyer back to six. Seventh to Kurt Busch. Then Elliott Stadler in eight. Further back, Dale Earnhardt Jr. faces a challenge from J.J. Yaley. Yaley started an inside runoff turn number two. Instead, he'll back away, now go back to work on Dale Earnhardt Jr. And now Kevin Harvick closes in on that battle. About to have a battle for the lead. Jimmy Johnson is now closing in on Casey Kane as they cross the start-finish line. As close as he's been all afternoon by maybe a car length off in turn one. Jimmy Johnson sucks right up on the back bumper of Casey Kane's Dodge as he will challenge now for the lead. Kane about a foot and a half off the bottom. Jimmy Johnson about six. 
the white line. Dodge and Chevy battle for the lead. Casey Kane and Jimmy Johnson bring it off the end of the back straightaway. Kane immediately goes to the outside of the racetrack, and Jimmy Johnson lets his Chevrolet float down to the inside. Making that outside groove work, Casey Kane stays up there, and he chops off Jimmy Johnson as they come out of turn number four and pulls him by a couple of car lengths going back into turn number one. Now everybody that's pretty well settled in in the top eight or nine spots, Jeff Gordon's got a little company heading off into turn one. He's got a lot of company heading for turn one. It was three wide coming off the fourth turn. Now it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. solo to the outside of the DuPont Chevrolet with Jeff Burton right behind looking for real estate. Earnhardt gets the advantage. He'll get the spot off of turn number two. So the Budweiser Chevy around the DuPont Chevy of Jeff Gordon. But again, Earnhardt slides up way up the racetrack and it leaves the inside lane open for Jeff Gordon. Racing there for the ninth position. Jeff Gordon trying to retake that spot from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jeff Burton sitting right behind them. And behind that battle, here comes Kevin Harvick making a move to the inside of J.J. Yaley. Yaley has lost about three spots in the last several laps, but right now, side by side, that battle's in turn two. Harvick on the bottom, Yaley top side. They'll go wheel to wheel. Give the advantage to Kevin Harvick as he finishes the pass at the exit of two. And closer to the front, here's Matt Kenseth around the outside of Brian Vickers. He'll grab the fourth position. Now Vickers is under fire from Clint Boyer. Well, this field's spreading out in a hurry, though, up at the front of the pack. Again, Casey Kane leads Jimmy Johnson by about three or four car lengths, about a half a second back to Scott Riggs. A little further back, that scramble we talked about, Matt Kenseth, Brian Vickers, Clint Boyer still going at it over in turn two. Settled down just for the moment, fourth, fifth, and sixth position. A couple of spots behind them. Dale Earnhardt Jr. continues to climb through the rankings. He goes to the outside and puts Kurt Busch away. Strong move in the outside lane for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll complete the pass on Kurt Busch. Now Busch stands to lose another spot. Here's Jeff Gordon diving down to the inside of the middle lane. Dodge. Gordon now makes the pass on Kurt. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finding out early in the running of today's race. He really likes the top side of the track. He's working around there, and it's holding the spot for him. Same for Kurt Busch. He's been using the outside Trouble lane. Trouble at turn four. Robbie Gordon around and in right in front of traffic. David Stremme, Michael Waltrip dart to the bottom of the racetrack as Robbie Gordon loses control in turn four. Caution on the speedway. First one of the afternoon. It'll come out at lap number nine. Let's go back to turn three. That accident has been one in the making for about the last eight laps, Barney, because Robbie Gordon has been in the outside lane and he's been flirting with being out of control since the start of the event. He finally lost control all by himself. The Harris Chevrolet spun completely around tip of the cap to David Shremi, who darted quickly to the bottom of the track to prevent from avoiding the spinning Robbie Gordon race car. Yeah, that could have got uh, about three or four cars, but some good evasive action taken by several drivers. At any rate, the yellow flag is flying at lap 10 here at the Kansas Speedway. Everybody on pit road except Ryan Newman. He stays on the racetrack. Adam Alexander? Well, Kenny Francis, crew chief for Casey Kane, the lead driver in the early going. Barney said, we've fallen off a second on our times at only nine laps. We need to get some tires. They go right side tires only. It looked like Scott Riggs employed the same strategy. Jeff Burton got right side tires. Kyle Busch took four on that pit stop. The other guys who came down the pit lane, Carl Edwards, Kevin Harvick, also in for service at lap 11. Down to steep post. Jimmy Johnson, the first one in and off here in the Load Chevrolet, two tires, topped it off with racing fuel, track bar adjustment just to tighten them up a little bit. Jimmy just a little bit loose. Uh, Clint Boyer also in two tires, also getting pit work. Bobby Labonte, David Gilliland, Reed Sorensen, Robbie Gordon was in twice, making sure that car doesn't have any damage from his accident over there. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Jarrett, Todd Cleaver, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, Brian 
Vickers. Busy, busy spot here in the midsection of Pit Road. Now down to Alex Hayden. Two tires for Jeff Gordon, likewise for Matt Kenseth and Elliot Sadler. Elliot Sadler with the right side tire change made the right turn coming out of his pit stall. Jamie McMurray tried to make his left turn into the pit stall, made contact. Jamie McMurray went spinning around backwards. Extra time on pit road for Jamie McMurray in the industrial Ford, uh, rather Irwin Ford Fusion has to make a second stop. There is sheet metal damage to the left side of that car. Also, Elliot Sadler back on pit road a second time, taking a look at the right front sheet metal damage for Elliot Sadler. Back to Adam Alexander. And as Scott Riggs was ex- exiting his pit, he did get into the U.S. Army Chevrolet of Joe Nemechek. Spun around Nemechek, who won this race two years ago. Joe was able to go ahead, get service. He did take on four tires. It was a two-tire stop, by the way, for J.J. Yaley to gain some early track position. Elliot Sadler is taking his Dodge into the garage. Again, contact on pit road between he and Jamie McMurray. Tough break. Elliot Sadler taking his car back into the garage. We'll follow up there in a few moments. Now, the only car that did not come down pit road is Ryan Newman. And therefore, he has taken over the race lead. Newman leads with Casey Kane second, Jimmy Johnson third. Chad Chaffin has now made his stop. That'll move Scott Riggs up to the fourth position. And then fifth will be Matt Kenseth. Sixth is Clint Boyer. Seventh is Jeff Burton. Eighth is Kevin Harvick. Jeff Gordon is ninth. And tenth will be J.J. Yaley as we get ready to go back under the green flag here at Kansas Speedway. It is in the air. And let's see what Ryan Newman can do on 11-lap older tires than everybody else. Right now he leads the field as he head off to turn one, coming up to speed. Top six remains single file. The side-by-side battle will be for seventh. Jeff Burton to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Will squeeze by him and now put the crosshairs on Kevin Harvick as the battle for the lead. Jimmy Johnson now closes in on Casey Kane. Ryan Newman's in the middle. They're three wide at the entrance of turn three. Johnson to the inside of Newman, to the inside of Kane, and Jimmy Johnson now in Kane Newman gets shuffled back to third position in a hurry. He's about to lose that also as Scott Riggs pulls up there and drives underneath him. At the front of the field, Jimmy Johnson is the leader going over to turn two. Maybe a little rethinking about that two-tire strategy in the Ryan Newman campus. He's gotten shuffled back to fourth in very short order, and it may be fifth in a minute because here comes Matt Kenseth to the low line. Scott and Riggs has gotten by Newman for third. Here comes Matt Kenseth. He wants fourth. Side by side, they race back to the corner. Newman sliding way up the racetrack, struggling to regain control of the all-tail dogs. There's a lot about tire wear, and now Newman goes around in turn four. He was trying to gather the car back in. Again, he did not come down pit road. Now other cars spin. Jeff Gordon's down on the grass. Kevin Harvick is down there. Couple of chase contenders. Reed Sorensen pulls down the pit lane. Denny Hamlin, another chase contender, also makes an evasive move off the racetrack and rolls down pit road. No contact. Miraculously, as again, Ryan Newman lost his car, and it started in front of you, Mike Bagley. Near disaster for three chase contenders, Joe. Ryan Newman lost control of the Alltel Dodge in turn three, but he didn't hit anything. He was trying to regain control in turn number four. He lost the handle. Jeff Burton was both feet on the brakes trying to get the singular wireless Chevrolet woe down. In the aftermath, Kevin Harvick and Jeff Gordon spun their Chevrolets to the inside of the racetrack. Others went to pit road. Near disaster for three of the ten championship contenders on lap number 15. And already we have two yellow flags that have been displayed to the field here this afternoon. The first one came out at lap number nine when Robbie Gordon spun off turn number four almost in the same place up there, and he didn't collect any cars either. So a a pretty good piece of luck for a lot of those drivers, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, and for three chase contenders right in the thick of that thing, that could have been disastrous. Steve Post, what were they thinking on the Alltel Dodge uh, pit stop not coming in at all and going for tires when everybody else did? Joe, I don't know what they were thinking. I was just checking with the team. 
team when we had that incident out there, so they all jumped to attention. My hunch is, is they were trying to see the value of track position being out in front. We've talked about that all year long, the clean air versus new tires, and I think we got a pretty good lesson in it. Right now, Reed Sorensen has brought the target Dodge into the attention of the Jimmy Elledge-led crew as they work on that car. Also waiting on their team is the Ryan Newman team. Working on the front end, though, getting back to the target Dodge team of uh, Reed Sorensen, working on the front end of it. Some valence damage on it. That's the front end, the lower part of it, down where the car bumper would be, and they're working on the front of it. Ryan Newman now brings his Altel Dodge in. Going to be a chassis adjustment. They're going to make sure all four tires are brand new on that car. Also top it off with Sunoco Racing Fuel. Just trying to figure out what happened out there on that accident. So uh, Ryan Newman quickly in, quickly away. Let's go up to Adam Alexander. Not a lot of damage it would appear on the Reese Chevrolet. They pull some tape off the grill. They put on four tires and now looking at the right rear of that race car. That's where there was damage, if there was any. After the incident occurred, Kevin Harvick very calm on the radio, talked to his crew chief, Todd Barrier, said there may be a little bit of damage on the right rear, but there was never any major concern. Harvick has now pulled away a Dodge it bull, uh, a bullet dodged, rather, in the early going here at Kansas for Kevin Harvick. Alex Hayden? Yeah, Jeff Gordon had the same situation. Long laps under the mile and a half here at Kansas Speedway, so the DuPont team taking extra time, making sure they give that DuPont Chevrolet a once-over, make sure there is no cosmetic damage, which as the car drove by me after coming out of the pit stop, I did not see any damage to the front of the race car, no damage to the valence and aerodynamics. Very important here at Kansas Speedway, so four fresh Goodyear tires, maybe a quick chassis adjustment and some more Sunoco gasoline. Jeff Gordon headed back on the racetrack. Getting ready to go back under the green flag in the banquet 400, only 17 laps complete already two caution flags and a major scare for three chase contenders having to take evasive moves to get around the spinning car of Ryan Newman a few moments ago Jeff Gordon also Denny Hamlin involved there and Kevin Harvick came out unscathed they've made pit stops and are lined up now getting ready to go back under the green flag Jimmy Johnson leads Casey Kane second Scott Riggs third Matt Kenseth fourth Clint Boyer fifth that's the way they line up for the restart at lap 18. Pace cars on pit road come down to the line. Green flag goes back in the air. Jimmy Johnson, who is very strong in the early going, takes off for turn number one. Casey Kane trying to stay with him, and so is Scott Riggs. Single file over to turn two. Front four get away. The battle is back around the ninth position, where again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. immediately goes to the penthouse, climbs the banking to the top of the racetrack, and makes his way to the outside of Ryan Vicker. But he's not cleared him yet. Brian Vickers now. turn two into the wall as Reed Sorensen bangs it with the right rear, straightens it out, and keeps on going. Sorensen, one of those cars that also took evasive action because of the spinning car of Ryan Newman. They made a stop and obviously have more serious problems. Here's the race for second of the start-finish line. Scott Riggs and Casey Kane there Trouble side by turn side. four. Reed Sorensen around this time, and he's hard into the safer barrier. He crunches up the target, target dodge, spins twice down to the inside of the racetrack, and sheet metal now litters the inside of turn four. That will bring out the yellow flag for the third time this afternoon at lap 19. Back to turn three. I think he cut a tire coming into turn number three, Barney, piece of sheet metal laying over there. Then all of a sudden, the Dodge Charger just whipped around and he went trunk first into the safer barrier. He coasted down the racetrack, spun twice in the process, leaving debris down on the inside of the racetrack. But he has got one beaten and battered race car and he's headed back to the pits. He spun once and tagged the wall in turn two and didn't quite make it back around the pit road and then spun in turn four. And the caution flag is out for the third time today. He's going back to the garage. Should be another lap or so before they put him under green. Cleanup efforts continue up in turn four when Reed Sorensen hit the wall up there just a moment ago. Get ready for fall. The NASCAR at the NASCAR.com Superstore. You'll find the largest selection of officially licensed NASCAR outerwear. You can also find your favorite driver jacket in everything from leather to twill in men's, ladies, and youth sizes. 
Plus, for one week only, you can get free shipping on select outerwear styles only at the NASCAR.com Superstore. We are only 21 laps into the Banquet 400, and already the cars are starting to stack up in the garage back there. Alex Hayden is back there with Elliot Sadler and Reed Sorensen. Well, Joe, Elliot Sadler is keeping the window net up. He's declining comment. Jamie McMurray, who got uh, what appeared to be the worst of it on pit road incident after he spun around, lost a lot of track position. But Elliot Sadler, as it's turned out, has lost a lot of laps. Elliot Sadler damaged to the right front of that uh, black and red Dodge for Ray Evernham Racing. And they had to replace the whole right front of the race car. But he's still back in the garage. They're not too far away from getting him back in. Meanwhile, Reed Sorensen has climbed from his car. And he is uh, out here pulling the hood pins off of his target Dodge Charger. We'll try to lean in and grab a word with him in just a moment. The way they're running right now at lap 21 under this caution. Jimmy Johnson is the leader. He has had a very strong race car ever since they put him under green. Casey Kane still running stout. Scott Riggs is third. Matt Kenseth is fourth. Fifth is Clint Boyer. Sixth is Jeff Burton. Seventh is J.J. Yaley. Rest of the top ten, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dave Blaney, and Kurt Busch. It's been a very eventful start to today's race with uh, three caution flags already. On lap nine, Robbie Gordon spun off turn four. He was able to continue. Ryan Newman did not come down pit road and put on tires like everybody else did at lap 11. And two laps later, he spun coming off turn four. And now Reed Sorensen hitting the wall in turn four also has brought out our third caution flag. Two lead changes among three different drivers. And everybody kind of figured this would be the calm race. Next week would be the action-packed race. Next week, going to Talladega Super Speedway, there's going to be a lot of action there. I'll tell you what, they've got the brand-new asphalt surface. The trucks are going to run there for the first time. And Juan Pablo Montoya makes his stock car racing debut on Friday afternoon at Talladega with the ARCA Remax Series. It all starts here on MRN Radio at the International Motorsports Hall of Fame and Museum located on Speedway Boulevard in front of the Talladega Super Speedway, a special edition of NASCAR Live. That's next Friday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. On Saturday, Bud Pole qualifying for the UAW Ford 500. Our coverage here on MRN starts at 12 Eastern Time. And then later on Saturday, the inaugural Craftsman Truck Series John Deere 250. That's next Saturday, 2.45 Eastern from Talladega Super Speedway. And a week from today, the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series UAW Ford 500 at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Good tickets still available for all the races at Talladega. You can get yours now at racetickets.com. Let's check back in the garage with Alex Hayden. Reed Sorensen down here surveying the damage of the target Dodge. And Reed, what happened out on the racetrack? Well, not real sure. Um... Got loose and got on the wall a little bit in one and two, and then went into three, like, half speed, and I was just going to try to wait for a caution there, and it just got out of control there. I don't know if we had a flat tire or something. The right front's flat right now, but it's hard to say what happened, if anything. So see uh, if we can get it back out there and try to get some points. You can obviously hear the, de- the certain de- the dejection in his voice, and Reed Sorensen working with his team to try to get this car back on the racetrack. Sorensen and Elliott Sadler are the two cars that are in the garage area at the moment at lap 22. It is still Jimmy Johnson, Casey Kane running first and second, Scott Riggs and Matt Kenseth third and fourth, Clint Boyer and Jeff Burton fifth and sixth, J.J. Yaley is seventh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth, ninth is Dave Blaney, and tenth is Kurt Busch. We're looking at the flag stand to see if they'll get the indication going green next time around, and indeed they will. As far as chase contenders, Jimmy Johnson and Casey Kane first and second in the running order right now. As Barney said, Matt Kenseth is their fourth, Jeff Burton is sixth, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in eighth, Kyle Busch is twelfth, Mark Martin, 13th, and Denny Hamlin, 17th. Kevin Harvick back in 36th after spinning to avoid the spinning car of, uh, of Ryan Newman a few moments ago. And Jeff Gordon also way back there. He's in 37th 
as they line up for the restart here the next time by. Jeff Burton came in as a championship points leader. As of the last completed lap, he still leads the way in the championship points over Matt Kenseth by eight. Then it's Denny Hamlin third, Jimmy Johnson fourth, and Mark Martin is fifth in the point standings. A long way to go here today, and a lot can still happen here at uh, Kansas Speedway. 244 laps remaining, and you know these guys are really very careful coming into the race today and will be tiptoeing all day long today. Well, Dave Moody over there in turns one and two, apparently they are skating around a little bit, even on brand new new tires over there. I think the heat is affecting this racetrack. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that, Barney. We didn't see anywhere near that degree in the early going yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race. Everybody was running different lines, but they all looked fairly steady, at least in the early laps of a run. But, boy, so far here this afternoon, there have been a lot of very skittish race cars, even on new rubber. Pace car takes him up into turn number four, about to dive onto pit road and turn him loose. We'll see what happens again at the front of the field. Jimmy Johnson, who said a moment ago, has had one of the strongest cars out there. He's been racing about three and four different drivers and has been able to get to the front. Let's see if he can stay there. He's got some pretty good cars right behind him. Casey Kane, Scott Briggs running well in the early going. Green goes back in the air. Jimmy punches the throttle, heads off to turn number one. Casey Kane's going to try and stay with him. Nobody pulling out the pass except back at about seventh place. Where once again, it's Dale Earnhardt Jr. jumping to the outside of the racetrack and immediately grabbing a position. Takes a spot away from J.J. Yaley. Dave Blaney will hit the high lane and try and do the same. Now here's the challenge for second. Scott Riggs will step out of line and initiate a challenge on Casey Kane. Kane goes to the high side of the racetrack. Scott Riggs down low. They're side by side for second. And looks like Scott Riggs is going to get the move coming off turn four. Got a great run going into the turn. He'll pick up the second spot. Now a little further back, nearly three wide. J.J. Yaley on the inside. Dave Blaney swings by him, and Kurt Busch goes with him. Bush had a chance to make it three wide to the outside. Thought about it for a moment, and then thought again. Fell back to two abreast. He now will make the move around J.J. Yaley. Battle for the eighth position. Dave Blaney in eighth. They're side-by-side side for ninth. Here's J.J. Yaley to the inside of Kurt Busch with Kyle Busch and Brian Vickers in that battle as well. About five cars locked up in that scramble out of turn number four and back into the front straightaway. At back at third place, make that fourth place right now as they work into the corner. A little scramble going on there. Clint Boyer, Matt Kenseth, and Jeff Burton. Let's pick that one up. And you can add Dale Jr. to the list as well as he comes sailing up onto the tail end of that little pack. Kenseth goes to the top of the racetrack, makes the challenge around the outside of Jeff Burton. Dale Jr. is going to go high along with him. Budweiser Chevrolet steps to the outside lane. Now it's chopped off by Burton momentarily. Earnhardt goes higher now. Gets wound up in the outside lane with Jeff Burton all the way downstairs. Kenseth goes high. Jeff Burton goes low, side by side, coming into the trioval. And Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's been quick all afternoon, is sitting right behind him, waiting to see which lane will open up. Looks like David's going to be the inside. Low line gets the run, Joe, into turn number one. Jeff Burton goes to fifth. And here comes Dale Jr., the big red machine to the inside, challenging for the number six position. Wheel to wheel, Ford and Chevy now with the Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt Jr. getting the advantage. Matter of fact, he'll steal the spot using the outside lane, and he'll immediately go back to work in the top side as they race through turns three and four. Dale Jr. showing a lot of strength in the early going here this afternoon. For a moment, Scott Riggs thought about trying to get underneath Jimmy Johnson out of turn number four for the lead, and has second thoughts, will not do that. Now they're single file all the way back to about 12. Scott Riggs is thinking about it again, Barney, but this time he's going to go to the outside lane. Powers to the high line, drives around Jimmy Johnson and takes the lead. Very impressive move for Scott Riggs. He'll take the lead away from Jimmy Johnson. Johnson quickly gets back in line because he sees Casey Kane and Clint Boyer hot to trot in third and fourth division. 
Scott Riggs takes over the lead coming down to the line at lap number 29. Jimmy Johnson behind him, and the battle is for third. Clint Boyer down to the inside. Casey Kane, the pole sitter, alongside him. Chevrolet and Dodge nose to nose for the number three position. Here's Boyer down low. Left side tires right on the white line, and that'll get him the number three spot as they hit the back stretch. Jack Daniel Chevrolet of Clint Boyer now comes to life. He goes to third. Casey Kane falls to fourth. Jeff Burton rounds out the top five. Further back, they're stacking up behind Dave Laney. Matter of fact, Laney's going to get a challenge now from J.J. Haley and Kyle Busch. They almost stack them three wide. Yeah, just about get them three wide coming off the corner. That's back for the eighth position. Dave Laney has it, trying to hang on to it. Kyle Busch and J.J. Yaley would like to take it away. They go over to turn two. Dave Laney with a hip pocket full of hornets right now. It's Kyle Busch running low. J.J. Yaley up high. Kurt Busch, Mark Martin, all a part of that pack nipping at the heels of the Caterpillar Dodge. That is a good five-man battle, and behind them, there's another five-man battle as well. Denny Hamlin, Brian Vickers, Greg Biffle, Martin Truex Jr., and Tony Stewart. That's soon to be about a ten-car battle as they work off the corner. Heavy pack of traffic coming up off turn number four, and they're racing hard early in the running of the Banquet 400. Again, Kyle Busch down to the inside of Dave Blaney. J.J. Yaley sitting right behind them. A pack of five cars going at it hard and heavy in turn one. Kyle Busch squeezes to the inside of Dave Blaney. He will take over the number eight position. Blaney back to ninth, then J.J. Yaley, Mark Martin, and Kurt Busch. Mark Martin gets around Kurt Busch, slams that door on the back straightaway, and here comes that second pack of five led by Denny Hamlin. Hamlin goes to work downstairs. He's trying to open up the inside lane and get by the Kurt Busch car. At the front of the field, Boyer and Scott Riggs still going on in turn two. Clint Boyer ducks to the inside lane, takes the lead away from Scott Riggs as they hit the back straightaway. Then behind them, you've got three chase for the Nextel Cup championship contenders going at it. Casey Kane, Jimmy Johnson, and Jeff Burton. They're going to stack them three wide with Johnson on the bottom and Kane topside. Jimmy drives it all the way down to the edge of the racetrack, battling there with Jeff Burton while Casey Kane gets away. Kane is in the third spot. This battle we're watching is for the fourth position. They're still side by side going off to turn one. Side by side with Jimmy Johnson down low. Jeff Burton up high. Burton's got a little bit of an advantage and he's got some good momentum in that high groove. That'll get in the number four position. And they've got company. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Budweiser Chevrolet has arrived on the back porch. He is about to make that a three-man fight for the fourth position. Dale Jr. goes to the top of the racetrack while Burton and Johnson hug the white line down low. Hey, Joe, when you look up in three and four, they are almost out against the wall, kind of like they run at Michigan coming through three and four, but down in one and two, Dave Moody, as they get over there, they use the bottom two lanes, but they don't really get out against the concrete out there. Now, so far, they've not, Barney. The, we've got a couple of cars running two grooves up, maybe one or two running three grooves, but the fast line right now at this end of the property is right down on the bottom. And Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s favorite line is right out against the outside wall, as Barney mentioned. It's almost like we're racing at Michigan or at the Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. The Bud Chevy about a foot off the wall, trying to get all the momentum he can to challenge Jimmy Johnson for the fifth position. He will not make the move this time because he runs out of racetrack. Junior was so high coming off turn four, but now as he crosses the start-finish line, he pulls up to the outside, and the challenge is on. Johnson on the inside, Junior on the outside. Dale Earnhardt Jr., full head of steam to the high groove as he goes side-by-side for fifth. And he'll take the fifth position. Jimmy Johnson will follow him now off the end of the back straightaway. And the crosshairs are on the backside of the singular wireless Chevrolet. Dale Earnhardt Jr. once again up the racetrack, gets the good run to try to challenge Burton for fourth. Making it work, coming out of the corner, he's going to grab another position. He'll clear Jimmy Johnson, now will close in on Jeff Burton. Dale Jr.'s first couple of chase races, he finished 13th and 21st. 
He said down there yesterday he knows we need to start running somewhere inside the top ten and some top fives if we're going to be a contender. They've done their homework on that car today. He keeps coming up through the field. He's in the middle of the backstretch. He's got one very fast race car, Barney. He finally completes the pass on Jimmy Johnson, although he quite can't shake him now. Johnson very good at the bottom of the racetrack while Dale Jr. doing his best topside. Let's update you on those drivers who had to spin to avoid, or at least drive off the racetrack to avoid Ryan Newman earlier on. Kevin Harvick and Jeff Gordon had to go to the back of the pack after making pit stops. Gordon has moved up to 25th now. Harvick has gained a little bit of ground. He's now running in 28th, but Barney, at this stage of the race, I don't think they're pushing it that hard. No, I watched both those guys when they were back at about 34th and 35th position a couple of laps coming out of turn number four. They had a couple of times there they could have moved up a notch or two, but they were just content to ride where they were and pick and choose an awful lot of racetrack to make sure they don't wrinkle up those cars. So they got plenty of time yet. 225 laps left to be run, so there's no point in putting your car in a bind over there and get it wrinkled up. So Jeff Gordon and Kevin Harvick. Gordon is 25th right now, and as you said, 28th is Kevin Harvick, but I bet if we look at this scoring thing, probably 15 or 20 laps from now, they'll pick up another four or five spots. They know it's a long day of racing here with 224 laps still to go. Plenty of time to pick their way through the field. But how about a guy like Jimmy Johnson, another chase contender? He was up there battling for the lead early on this afternoon and led for about 12 laps or so. Now he's fallen back into the sixth position. Steve Post, what are they saying about the low Chevy? Joe, right now it's a very, very patient approach here on the low Chevrolet team. The car was loose early. That means the rear end wants to slide out from under it and not quite as loose as we've gone on with the run. But we talked to Chad Canals this morning. They just want to be a very, very patient effort here. They've got themselves in a hole, eighth in the point standings. They're not worried about getting to the front of the points. They want to be fifth in the next race or two. Coming up, they have good tracks like Lowe's Motor Speedway in Atlanta where they always run well, and they'd like to get inside the top five and then hit some of those tracks where they go very, very well. So Jimmy Johnson, a little loose early, but no concern down here. Let's go up to Adam Alexander. About ten laps ago, Scott Riggs overtook his teammate Casey Kane for the lead. It was only the third time all year that Riggs had led a race. He led only one lap at Pocono in June prior to that. 90 laps he had the top spot at the Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte. We went there in late May. That is significant to mention because when he led that race, those 90 laps at Charlotte, they brought the same race car this weekend. A similar type facility. Riggs very confident. Most recently on the radio, he said the car a bit tight getting into turn three. Alex? Well, Adam, lap 46 goes up on the board. Jeff Gordon had to restart after that little excursion off-road a few moments ago. He had to restart back in the 36th spot. He's rallied up to 22nd. Right now, Steve Letart, his crew chief, saying just take it easy. Use some patience. As far as the damage on the race car, there was very little. Just the side skirt on the right side after going off-road, and that just makely, means just that it's a safety issue. The side skirt keeps air from getting underneath the car if it slides sideways. So right now, the car is in great shape aerodynamically. Jeff Gordon patiently working his way back to the front. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. also working his way closer and closer to the front. Gordon is now, uh, rather, Earnhardt Jr. is now up to the third position. Elliot Sadler came out of the garage, ran about five laps. Now he's back on pit road. Remember, he had an encounter on pit road with Jamie McMurray during a pit stop here earlier this afternoon. Still running under the green flag here at Kansas Speedway with Clint Boyer maintaining a two-and-a-half-second lead over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard and show you where your favorite driver is running at lap number 53. Again, Boyer leads. Junior is in second. Scott Riggs is third. Kyle Busch fourth. And Jimmy Johnson now is fifth. Sixth is Jeff Burton. Seventh is Casey Kane. J.J. Yaley is in eighth. Tony Stewart ninth. And Denny Hamlin runs tenth. 11th is Martin Truex Jr. Mark Martin is 12th. 
Greg Biffle 13th, Casey Mears 14th, and Jeff Green is now in 15th. 16th is Dale Jarrett, 17th Kyle Petty, Matt Kenseth is 18th, Ken Schrader 19th, and 20th is Kurt Busch. 21st is Jeff Gordon. He's slowly but surely picking them off one at a time, moving back up in the field. 22nd, David Gilliland. 23rd is Carl Edwards. 24th, Bobby Labonte. Dave Blaney has dropped back to 25th. Sterling Marlin is 26th. 27th is David Strimmy. Jamie McMurray is 28th. Kevin Harvick, 29th. And Brian Vickers is 30th. 31st is Terry Labonte. 32nd, Robbie Gordon. 33rd, Ryan Newman. 34th is Bill Elliott. Todd Cleavers, 35th. Michael Waltrip, 36th. Tony Raines, 37th. 38th is Travis Quaffle. 39th is Joe Nemechek. Kenny Wallace shows in 40th. Chad Chaffin, 41st. Elliott Sadler, who spent quite a Almost 30 laps in the garage area is back on the racetrack, still running, but he is back there in 42nd position. And Reed Sorensen out of the event, he's showing in 43rd. And that's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I told you Jeff Gordon has picked his way back up to the pack after having to uh, slide off the racetrack to avoid the spinning car of Ryan Newman early on. He's up to 20th now. Kevin Harvick not making quite as good a time, Barney. He's back there in the 29th position and is really fighting to work his way through some of that traffic. Actually, Kevin, a moment ago, it looked like uh, going through turns three and four over there, there was about five or six cars that he was right in the middle of, and they were kind of getting the driving maybe the way he didn't want to be caught up in that uh, pack of traffic. So it was interesting to watch him. It took him about two laps to work his way backwards instead of forwards to let some of that lap traffic get away and settle down a, a wee bit. Let's watch him as he goes over to Dave Moody over in turn two. Trailing at the back end of a five-car pack, Dave Blaney, David Strimmy, Sterling Marlin, and Jamie McMurray, then followed by Kevin Harvick, who you're right, is just tiptoeing right now. Yeah, about three or four laps ago, they almost stacked them four wide to the corner, and Harvick did back out of that and let him sort it out. Now he goes to the high side of the banking following the tire tracks of Jamie McMurray. Kevin Harvick's not usually the kind of guy who holds back. He's the kind of guy who stands on the gas and goes, but let's face it folks, this is big picture racing here. We're talking about a championship. Adam Alexander, what are they saying in the Reese's Pits? Well, Kevin has not been quiet on the radio. He's been very quick to say that things are not going as he would like. He says no rear grip, meaning his back tires feel like they're riding on ice. He restarted 38 after that caution where he had to come down early on, took on four tires, but things simply not going to his liking now. Caution is on the speedway. Apparently, maybe some debris on the racetrack. We don't see any cars in trouble out there, but the yellow flag will come out at lap 58. A lot of action on pit road, Adam Alexander. And we'll start with Kyle Busch. He was the top runner at the turn one into the pit lane. Four tires, fuel for his Chevrolet. He got out second, beating his teammate Jimmy Johnson. Casey Kane was in. Slight adjustment to help the handling of race, his race car. He got four tires. Jeff Burton on the pit lane, as was Denny Hamlin. J.J. Yaley in for service. Scott Riggs, Carl Edwards among the drivers coming down at lap 60. Down to steep post. All the drivers at the front of the field in for pit service. Your leader, Clint Boyer, four tires, a little bit loose. No major adjustments, though, on the Jack Daniels Chevrolet. Jimmy Johnson was in four tires, two cans of Sunoco Racing Fuel. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the Budweiser Chevy, he was rocketing through the field. No major changes on that car. Four tires, two cans of fuel. Also getting pit work, Bobby Labonte, David Gilliland, Robbie Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Todd Cleaver, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch, and Brian Vickers here in the midsection of pit road. Now to the turn four end and Alex Hayden. Well, Steve, the car for Matt Kenseth was wicked loose. He could not get back on the gas anywhere. He came down, took four fresh Goodyear's in the DeWalt Ford. Also made a chassis adjustment to try to tighten that race car up. Likewise with Greg Biffle, who was in for service. Top 10 running Tony Stewart. Jeff Gordon got service. Also Mark Martin, Jamie McMurray, Bill Elliott, among the others here in turn four into pit road on lap 60, getting four fresh Goodyear's and Sunoco Racing Gasoline. 
They're showing Travis Quapple is the leader. He apparently stayed on the racetrack. Dale Jr. beat everybody else off pit road. He will restart second. Kyle Busch came off pit road in the second car off. And then Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Burton. That's the way the top five run for the moment. Richard Farrington is the Vice President of Marketing for Banquet Foods, the sponsors of today's Banquet 400 here at the Kansas Speedway. Some, uh, what, at least two years old. Is that how long this has been going on? This is our fourth year. Fourth we're, year. we're very excited to uh, sponsor once again. It's a My great way to interact. <laughs> it sure is. Great way to interact with the fans, and we're having a great time fueling families all over the country. Yeah, I see uh, your banners all over the place. Obviously, you've painted the town. Uh, we've tried to. We try to get the branding out there because uh, it's an important brand. One out of every two households buys it, and it's a great opportunity for us to uh, sample products and uh, get a lot of exposure to our, our, our loyal uh, consumers that buy Banquet. You guys have been in this business a long time. I remember many, many years ago when you sponsored Travis Carter. I don't remember who the driver was, and we'd, we'd always go up in the truck because they had a big stack of the banquet pot pies and things like that. Pretty good products. Yeah, we, we're, we're pretty proud of our product. Uh, consumers are pretty loyal to uh, the product that we buy, and uh, we're proud of our sponsorship and uh, rewarding the fans with uh, a great racing experience this weekend. Do you get feedback directly through your vendors, uh, the grocery stores around the country where folks buy your products? Oh, absolutely. We get feedback directly from the consumers via our 800 numbers, but also through our retailers. We have a lot of, we're hosting a lot of them this weekend uh, at the Bank 400. Uh, and, and through Fanfare, we're actually uh, doing a big consumer event where we're showing consumers all the benefits of Banquet. We're sampling new products. We're doing a Fool Your Family promotion on FoolYourFamily.com um, and showing, exposing our customers exactly how we're growing their business with the Banquet brand. Got a, a suggestion for a new product. How about Barney Hall Sausage? I'm not sure that one would sell, that? sell too well, Barney. <laughs> you might, you might be, it might be a consumer one, Barney. Sounds good to me. Richard, thanks a lot for being involved here. Good to see you once again here at Kansas Speedway. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. All right, that is uh, Richard Farrington, again, Vice President of Marketing for Banquet Foods, the sponsors of today's Banquet Foods 400. Tell you what, they do make some good products. There's no question about that. And, uh, we'll have to start putting some in the back of our truck over there. Dale Hart Jr. is now the leader. A couple of cars peeled off and went on to pit road. Kyle Busch is second. And back in third place is Jimmy Johnson. Jeff Burton is fourth. Clint Boyer is fifth. Rest of the top ten. Travis Quapple sixth. Casey Kane seventh. Scott Riggs eighth. Ninth is Tony Stewart. And tenth is J.J. Yaley. Seen some pretty wild racing uh, with only 62 laps into the race. I thought the first 15 or 20 there that they thought there was a checkered flag was coming out <laughs> the next lap. They were racing that hard. But I think some of the guys up on the roof that are spotting for them and the crew chiefs down on pit road are talking to their drivers saying, look, Man, this is a long day. You don't you don't want to wear yourself out in the car and everything else this early. So they've settled down a wee bit. Yeah. So uh, we see Dale Earnhardt Jr. leading the pack. They were the fastest off the pit lane. Quickly, Adam Alexander, what went on in that stop? I believe uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was down in front of Steve Post under those caution flag pit stops. Steve? That was a four-tire stop. Very, very quick stop. 12.46 seconds. Crew very, very happy. Minor adjustments on it. The car a little snug. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the first one off from pit road. He leads the pack into turn one. Right in hot pursuit is Kyle Busch. Jimmy Johnson to the outside of the lap car of Kenny Wallace. Followed by the Jeff Burton car as they work off turn number two. Single file. The leaders come up the back straight away, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. has a challenge on the back doorstep. It's Kyle Bush. For the first time in many laps, Dale Jr. all the way on the bottom of the racetrack trying to fend off the advances of the driver of the Kellogg Chevy. Didn't have to worry about any lap traffic. There's about 39 cars are showing on the lead lap as Dale Jr. crosses the line, pulls away by about a car lake, but he's not getting that far away from Kyle Bush or Jimmy Johnson. They sweep back over to turn two. And the same story is true at this end of the speedway, Barney. Dale Jr., who's been running on the top of the racetrack all afternoon long, all of a sudden has become a bottom feeder trying to hold off Kyle Bush. 
the bottom lane is paying off for him for now. He's got a car length, maybe two in hand over Kyle Busch. Now he'll drift up the lane from the bottom, and Kyle Busch does the same as they work off the corner. Meanwhile, the battle shapes up for the fourth position among teammates. Clint Boyer on the move, pulls to the inside of Jeff Burton, and man, is he strong. Down on the inside, he blows right on by him and grabs the fourth spot. Clint Boyer wanting to win one in front of the home state crowd. has been on the hammer since the drop of the green flag. He's up to fourth and trying to reel in the number three position in Jimmy Johnson. Further back, they're three wide. Greg Biffle to the inside of Denny Hamlin, to the inside of the lap car of Kenny Wallace. Greg Biffle sees what was coming, bails out, lets it sort out into single file formation. Now Mark Martin will join that battle. Back at about 10th position as they come off the corner. Mark Truex Jr., J.J. Yaley, Denny Hamlin, Greg Biffle, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon, Matt Kenseth, all in that scramble as they go back into one. Here comes Casey Kane. He's looking for the number five position. Jeff Burton has got it. Kane wants it, but Burton very strong on the bottom of the racetrack. We'll hold him off for now. Jeff Burton slides up the racetrack right in front of Casey Kane. He'll keep that spot, but it tightens up now from the fourth position on back. Burton and Kane have caught Clint Boyer, who occupies the inside lane of the racetrack. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. has gone back to the top of the racetrack and turns three and four. He was up against the wall that time and is now starting to pull away from Kyle Busch. Trouble oh, in turn number four. One car around. It's David Gilliland as he slides off of turn number four. Caution on the speedway. It'll come out at lap 67. He gets all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack. I don't believe he made any contact with anybody else. What started that, Mike? He just lost the handle on the M&M's Ford, Barney. He was in a heavy pack of traffic. Didn't see any contact with anybody else. He just lost control. We've seen that a lot here this afternoon. He spun the car to the bottom. Everyone went to the top side, and we had a single-car incident off the corner. We've had five cautions today, Barney, and four of them have been for incidents over in Turn 4. Apparently, that's a tricky part of this racetrack here today. Yeah, it's easy to break loose up there. Looks like cleanup efforts about uh, over up off turn number four where we had the incident a moment ago when David Gilliland spun his car up there. So maybe they'll get the indication this time by to go green one more lap around. We'll take a look at the field as the pace car brings them down to the flag stand. And I believe they're going to have to make another lap or two before the green will come back out. Dale Hart Jr. suddenly is the man at the front of the field and served notice pretty much, uh, Joe, the way he came up through the field earlier. But I've got a car to deal with here. So Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, and the rest of the top five, Jeff Burton, haven't been able to do anything with him under what few laps we've run under green. He's done what he was supposed to do today in driving that race car, and his crew doing a fantastic job getting him on and off of pit road, a four-tire change. He beat everybody off the pit lane at that uh, last pit stop, and now he shows the way. And, man, you could really tell the reaction from the crowd here when Junior took the lead after those pit stops and uh, pulled out in front. And, again, he's got a very good car today. As far as going into the chase, do you change your driving style? Junior says absolutely not. I hear on the side of caution all the time. I mean, I really going to have to change my style because that's how I drive. I drive, I drive to, I drive to finish, you know, and finish respectively. And maybe some other guys who are more aggressive, every single lap might change their approach. But uh, mine fits in just perfectly with this system. And it's got him in front of the field right now as we take a look at the leaderboard here, lap number seventy. In the Banquet 400, Junior leads, Kyle Busch is second, Jimmy Johnson third, and Clint Boyer has had a great day so far. He is in fourth. Jeff Burton rides in fifth. Sixth is Casey Kane. Scott Riggs is seventh. Tony Stewart is eighth. Martin Truex Jr. ninth. And J.J. Yaley runs tenth. 
Rookie Denny Hamlin runs 11th. 12th is Greg Biffle, followed by Mark Martin in 13th, Jeff Gordon 14th, and Matt Kenseth in 15th. 16th is Casey Mears, 17th Jeff Green, 18th is Dale Jarrett, 19th Carl Edwards, and Ken Schrader is shown in 20th. Bobby Labonte's 21st, Dave Blaney's 22nd, Kyle Petty's 23rd, Kevin Harvick is 24th, Robbie Gordon 25th, and Jamie McMurray is 26th as the field is getting the indication green when they come back around. 27th, David Strimmey. 28th is Terry Labonte. Michael Waltrip's 29th. David Gillinan will, despite the fact that he spun up there, being shown in 30th. Todd Cleaver's 31st. Tony Raines, 32nd. Ryan Newman, 33rd. Brian Vickers, 34th. Joe Nemechek, 35th. Kurt Busch, 36th. Sterling Marlin was 37th. In 38th, Travis Quapple. Bill Elliott's 39th. Kenny Wallace is 40th. Chad Chaffin, 41st. Elliott Sadler, 42nd. And Reed Sorensen in 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We've had eight lead changes among seven drivers already here this afternoon. Casey Kane started on the bud pole. It was uh, Ryan Newman who stayed out after everyone else came in at lap 11. And Ryan led a couple of laps before he spun. And then it was Jimmy Johnson taking control. Scott Riggs led for about 12 laps. Then Clint Boyer took over and pulled out to a huge lead before another caution flag. Then Riggs took over again, led one lap before Boyer uh, took over at lap 37. Then it was Travis Quapple staying out after everyone made a pit stop at lap 61. And Junior took over at lap 62. He's the man in front of the pack as they form up for a restart in front of Mike Bagley. Single file. Lights are off atop the Ford Fusion safety car. No lap cars down on the inside lane. It'll be Dale Earnhardt Jr., the red Budweiser Chevrolet, leading the field off of turn number four to a restart at lap 72. Pace car makes the cut down on the pit road, pulling down into the pits. Here they come off turn number four. Green flag not yet in the air. Now it goes up and Dale Jr. sets sail for turn number one. See if Kyle Busch can stay with him along with Jimmy Johnson and Clint Boyer. Single file thus far in the corner. Nobody pulling out to pass at least yet. Everybody heads to the bottom of the racetrack with the exception of Casey Kane who climbs the back in the number six position. Tries to make a move on Jeff Burton. Can't find will fall back in line. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the race leader with a lot of company on his back door. Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, and Jeff Burton. Everyone goes to the bottom of the racetrack with the exception of Casey Kane, who tries to get the run on the outside. Haven't talked much today about Tony Stewart. Now he's the man on the move. Stewart just swept down to the inside of Scott Riggs, and now he moves up into the seventh position. Got a well before he can catch the rest of those cars up front as they head off to turn one. Right in front of them, they're too wide for the number six spot. Jeff Burton on the bottom, Casey Kane up high. Kane's got a good run off turn two. He'll grab the spot. Burton will fall in line behind him, so move Casey Kane to the number five position. He'll climb the banking again at the entrance of turn number three. He'll go to work on Clint Boyer as Boyer goes to work on Jimmy Johnson. And Jeff Gordon, uh, not Jeff Gordon, but Jeff Burton tried to put a move on there to stay in that pack of traffic with Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, and Casey Kane as they go back into turn number one, but he's lost ground. Jimmy Johnson is under the gun now for third, Barney. Inside and out come the challengers. Down low, Clint Boyer muscles his way to the inside. They'll go wheel to wheel for third. They'll go side by side for that battle now. Johnson using the outside lane. Clint Boyer occupies the lane down low. Here comes Casey Kane. He looks to go up the middle. They almost stack him three wide off turn four. Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads. Kyle Busch is second. The battle is for third. It will be won by Clint Boyer at least for now. Here's Jimmy Johnson pulling back to the outside. He'll re-challenge for that spot in turn one. Jimmy Johnson not done yet. Powers to the outside lane. Puts a wheel back up on Clint Boyer. Jimmy Johnson around the outside. 
outside, regains position number three. This is the best battle on the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson around the outside of Clint Boyer for third. Boyer now back to fourth. Here comes Casey Kane, Jeff Burton, and hello, Tony Stewart. The Orange Home Depot Chevrolet arrives on the scene about a car length off the back bumper of Jeff Burton. Five cars locked up in that scramble for third place as they roll off forward. That back down to the start-finish line. Casey Kane's going to put a run on to take fifth place away as they work down into turn two. Casey Kane climbs the banking to the outside lane. He'll go side-by-side now with Clint Boyer. Boyer down low in the Chevrolet. Kane topside in the dot. Inches apart on the back straightaway. Wheel-to-wheel for fourth with Kane having the advantage in the outside. So much so, he'll grab the position. He will sweep to the outside and grab that spot. Boyer now tries to rally back in the inside line. Side-by-side for the fourth position. Working up off turn number four. Clint Boyer buried right down at the bottom of the track. But Casey Kane's outside lane is going to work a little bit better. He'll pull around and hold off the charge by Boyer. Kane has the number four position. Clint Boyer, for the moment, will have to be satisfied with fifth. Sixth belongs to Jeff Burton. Then Scott Riggs, Tony Stewart, Martin Truex Jr., and Greg Biffle. Everyone single file to the back straightaway, but Tony Stewart now immediately goes to work on the rear quarter panel of Scott Riggs. Here's Stewart to the bottom of the racetrack as Riggs slides up the racetrack and gives him the inside lane. Tony has no agenda to, as far as the championship. He's out of the hunt there, but he certainly wants to win a few more races before the year is out. He's really hanging it out here in the early going at the Kansas Speedway. See if he can complete that pass on Scott Riggs in turn one. Wedges his way to the inside of the Valvoline dot. Tony Stewart on the hunt once again. Goes to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll take the spot away from Riggs. He'll take the seventh position away. As behind them, here's Martin Truex Jr. and Greg Biffle with their own private battle. Biffle faced a challenge off of turn number two from Truex. That quickly goes away. Biffle goes way up the racetrack. Almost collects the outside wall, and Truex dies for the bottom. Seems like if you get a little bit too high down in turns three and four, I saw this same situation with Robbie Gordon about three laps ago. That wall just kind of sucks you in. That's what happened there to Greg Biffle, but he's still up to speed. Matter of fact, still trying to hold off Martin Truex in turn two. Truex is on the hunt, and at the front of the pack, we've got a new leader. Kyle Busch swept to the outside of Dale Earnhardt Jr. to take the lead away. And he'll pull away by one. One car length, now two car lengths as Kurt Busch, make that Kyle Busch, goes to the top of the leaderboard. The clean air makes a lot of difference here at a mile and a half racetrack like the Kansas Speedway. Kyle Busch out front has pulled away some three or four car lengths, looking a little further backfield, beginning to spread out. The one driver that lost a lot of ground when we had a caution earlier here out of turn number four, Jeff Gordon, is working his way back up to the front. He's all the way up to 10th over in turn two. Very methodically working his way forward one spot at a time. He's got the 10th position, about five car behind ninth place, Greg Biffle. He's just gotten around Martin Truex Jr., so Jeff Gordon on the comeback trail. All further up, Casey Kane feels a challenge from Clint Boyer. Clint Boyer, who led earlier this afternoon, wants to come closer to the front. He'll have to wait, though. This time he falls back in line as Kyle Busch has become the eighth different leader of the Banquet 400. Dale Hart Jr. is second, Jimmy Johnson third, Casey Kane fourth, and Clint Boyer runs fifth. I told you a few moments ago that uh, Greg Biffle had a close encounter with the wall. If anything, it's helped that Ford Fusion because since that time, he's gone by Martin Truex. He's gone by Jeff Gordon, and now he's passing yet another car up off turn number two. We'll follow his progress as that car has come to life here in just a few moments. Again, at the front of the pack, it's Kyle Busch, lap 83 in the Banquet 400. From Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR.
Chris Crockett, straight from the NASCAR stands, here with another member of our Toyota racing family, Jason. Hi there. Oh, you seem impatient. Oh, well, I've been holding it in for a while. A while? Since it started. The race? No, the season. Wow. Guess you don't want to miss any action. Nope, I don't. Oh, did you just see Denny Hamlin take the lead? I haven't taken my eyes off him. Jason, you don't look so good. Can I offer you some water? Absolutely not. NASCAR and Toyota Racing. With a family like this, who knows the places we'll go in the playoffs? Learn more at toyotaracing.com. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock or Auto Racing. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. The Banquet 400 rolling along here this afternoon at Kansas Speedway. Glad to have you along for our coverage here on the Motor Racing Network. 87 of 267 laps are complete already. There's been seven lead changes among eight drivers. Five caution flags have waved. Our chase contenders doing pretty well here so far this afternoon. Three of them at the top of the leaderboard right now. Kyle Busch, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Jimmy Johnson. That's the top three runners. And you got Casey Kane. He's in fifth. Jeff Burton is sixth. Other chase contenders, Jeff Gordon back in ninth. Denny Hamlin runs 13th. Mark Martin, 16th. Kevin Harvick is 22nd. And Matt Kenseth, 26th. They had a bit of a scare, some of them did, Barney, early on this afternoon, but so far, not uh, too bad for the guys who are running for the championship. Yeah, I think the one guy that has not been able to bounce back was Kevin Harvick. For some reason, I don't think Kevin, earlier, he might have been taking his time to work his way up through the field. We saw him uh, probably drop out of some of those packs of traffic that we talked about earlier that might uh, did not want to be comfortable running there, so he dropped back a little bit. But right now, I think uh, running back in 22nd position, that uh, he's got... The car is not to his liking. Why don't we just take a swift sweep through the pits brought to you by Craftsman Tools. They're the official tools of NASCAR. Craftsman is available at Sears and get some updates down there. Adam Alexander. Let's start out with the leader, Barney Kyle Busch. You talk about bad luck for chase contenders. Bad luck would put it mildly for Kyle Busch in the first two races. Problems at both New Hampshire and Dover have him 10th place entering today's race. 224 points at the start of the event behind leader Jeff Burton. No real pressure on him. Just go out, do what you can, try to lead as many laps as possible, and win races. And he's doing that today, and he's doing it with a brand new race car. They have tested this car at Kentucky, but it's never been on the track in competition. So far, so good. I think they're going to keep this one around a while. And let's talk about another chase contender, Kevin Harvick. A lot of problems in the early going. He avoided an accident, had to come down pit road when others didn't, had to restart 38 back around lap 30. He was working his way through the field, then the handling on the race car went away. He dropped back outside the top 30, but Harvick now back up to 22nd, much quieter on the radio, and that's an indication that that Reese Chevrolet perhaps starting to come around. Steve Post? The first driver not in the chase racing up on the racetrack is Clint Boyer. Driving the Jack Daniels Chevrolet up in position number four is crew chief Gil Martin reporting that the car was loose early, but it is good on the long run, and they are just preaching patience to their Ray Bestis rookie driver, telling him that the car's in front of them. If it holds out like it did on the first run, they're going to start moving back to him, and he can work his way back to the front. This race car has been very, very good for this team. Last time out, a third-place finish out of California, and this team been very, very good. A lot's been made about Richard Childress racing and all the wins. This team here was eighth last week at Dover. So Clint Boyer having a nice ride here at his home state track 
at Kansas Speedway. Alex Aiden? Well, Steve, we could talk about Matt Kenseth, another driver in the chase for the championship. Started eighth, finds himself riding right now in the 25th position. His race car has been very loose from the drop of the green flag. At one point, they called it wicked loose. Still, the car very loose, skating all over the banking out in the corners. Matt Kenseth looking for another pit stop to try to get another opportunity for Robbie Reiser and his team to tighten that race car back up. But for right now, just trying to ride to stay on the lead lap. Meanwhile, Tony Stewart, nothing to lose but all to gain, trying to get as many wins as possible. And the next handful of races started 21st. He finds himself running ninth right now on the racetrack. Solid top 10 run going for Tony Stewart. He's been very quiet on the radio, which usually means the car's in pretty good shape. The occasional joke here and there to the team, that's about all that's coming from Tony Stewart as he's riding around in the ninth position. Another driver keeping an eye on is Greg Biffle. Started 29th, finds himself riding in the number eight position. Greg Biffle been moving around trying to find the right line that his National Guard Ford wants to run, and I think they found it at the outside lane. Looking at uh, talking about Kevin Harvick a moment ago, he's back in 22nd position. Looking at some of his lap times, he's turning laps in the 34 second range, and the, at least uh, probably the top 10 or 12 cars are running in the 33 second range. So he is he's losing some ground, but they've got plenty of time to get it dialed in. Uh, he's been very very good all year long, especially over in that Bush Series, and been pretty good over in the other deal. Yeah, just about uh, unbeatable, Kevin Harvick uh, in the Bush Series, especially. And as we've talked about Richard Childress Racing, uh, just fantastic. Uh, Steve Post mentioned in our pre-race this afternoon the fact they've won the last six races they've entered between Bush and Nextel Cup Series races. So that team is red hot. And of course, here's Clint Boyer, the rookie driver, had a great run last week at Dover International Speedway, finished in the top ten of the Nextel Cup race, and of course. Last Saturday, we could go at Dover. He won the Bush Series race, his first victory in that series this season. So he's red hot as well. And, you know, maybe another first-time winner this year here today at uh, Kansas. It would be big for home state favorite Clint Boyer if he could pull it off. Right now, he's running in the fourth position. And let's mention a couple of uh, names that we don't typically see in the top 20 having a good run today. Barney, Dale Jarrett and Ken Schrader, both up there doing quite well. Schrader running in the 18th position. Dale Jarrett is in the 19th spot. They have not had a whole lot to smile about here in 2006, but so far today here at Kansas, things are working out great for those two Ford drivers. Yeah, and that J.J. Yaley's name, but then also J.J.'s been able to stay uh, up inside the top 15 and 20 for the better part of the afternoon. Been about 40 laps since they were on pit road, and we are really seeing the cars all over the racetrack, over in one and two, and, and also, especially up in three and four, Mike Bagley. Yeah, Barney, it's interesting to watch these drivers come into turn number three. I'm on a billboard about 45 feet in the air, and I I can look right down into these cockpits when they come by me here. Number one, they're way at the racetrack. They're about five or six inches off the outside of the retaining wall. A good handful of the drivers. But watching them trying to get that car turned in these corners, they are just sawing back and forth on the steering wheel. It's all elbows and forearms for about half the field who continue to get higher and higher here in turn three and four. Dave Moody, are they having that much trouble down there in front of you in turns one and two? Absolutely right they are, Joe. Matt Kenseth, it just seems like every lap is a different line. He's got his elbows up up just trying to will that Ford through the corner. Jeff Burton's machine looks like it's gone a little bit wacky in the chassis department over the last 10 or 20 laps. And now as the leaders begin to make their way through lap traffic, they're not going to have the luxury of picking the line they want. They're going to have to take the line that's left. So right now they are really fighting these race cars in both ends of the speedway. They would welcome a pit stop, but uh, they can go, uh, what, about 20 more laps at them before they come in? Yeah, Barney, all the leaders were in at lap 60. The window's somewhere in the neighborhood of 65 to 70 laps. So that would put us somewhere around lap 130, 125, 130, which is just over 20 laps from now. So 
These guys fighting tough handling race cars going to have to fight it just a bit longer before they have an opportunity to get on the pit lane and make some adjustments. And while some guys are really fighting and other guys fairly happy, leader Kyle Busch has been pretty happy about his race car. We'll see what kind of changes they make, if any, when they come down pit road the next time. The driver that's making up the most ground out there would be Jeff Gordon. A moment ago, he was way back about 16th or 18th, and Dave Moody, all of a sudden, he's up into 6th. Got a pretty good race car right now, Barney. He's about 10, maybe 12 car lengths behind the Jeff Burton machine as he chases him down the back stretch to turn 3. Here he comes, diving down deep in the corner. He is one of the handful of drivers that can take his car to the bottom of the racetrack, and he's handling the best of anybody on the track right now. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard as we've reached lap 105 of the 267 that make up the Banquet 400. Kyle Busch is the race leader by nearly a second over Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson runs in third. Clint Boyer still is fourth. Jeff Burton is in fifth. Jeff Gordon, sixth. Seventh is Casey Kane. Tony Stewart, eighth. Greg Biffle, ninth. And Carl Edwards just breaking into the top ten. He's now in the tenth spot. Scott Riggs has fallen back to 11th. Twelfth is Martin Truex, Jr. Denny Hamlin runs 13th. Fourteenth is Casey Mears. J.J. Yaley, 15th. Bobby Labonte, 16th. Ken Schrader soldiers on in 17th. Mark Martin is 18th. Dale Jarrett, 19th. And Brian Vickers has fallen to 20th. 21st is Kyle Petty. David Gilliland is 22nd. He's made a pretty good comeback after having problems and spinning the car out. Coming off turn four a little bit early this afternoon. Matt Kenseth has dropped back to 23rd. Ryan Newman's 24th. Kurt Busch is 25th. 26th is Kevin Harvick. In 27th is Jamie McMurray. Jeff Green's 28th. Terry Labonte's 29th. David Strimmey is 30th. Joe Nemechek is 31st. Tony Raines is 32nd. Travis Quapple would be 33rd. Dave Blaney, 34th. Michael Walter, 35th. Sterling Marlin is 36th. Todd Cleaver, 37th. Kenny Wallace, 38th. Bill Elliott's 39th. Robbie Gordon is 40th. Chad Chaffin is 41st. Elliott Sadler, who is about 30-plus laps behind everybody else, spent some time in the garage earlier when he had a problem. He is showing in 42nd and out of the event and being posted 43rd is Reed Sorensen. That is a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It's got to be a tough day for Elliott Sadler, Alex Hayden. The fact that uh, he's only been with Ray Evernham a few weeks now, and they had some high hopes, had a couple of good runs, good qualifying efforts over the last few weeks, and came in today, as everybody did, hoping maybe this would be the time to kind of turn things around. Got off to a terrible start getting involved in a crash there on pit road. How's he responding to the team in this uh, adverse situation today? Well, Joe, they were sitting back in the garage area. He kept the window net up, but kept his finger on the button on the steering wheel and stayed in constant communication with team manager Chris Andrews. They started ninth today, Joe, and had a great race car of all places to have a problem on a very wide pit road. This is not where they expected to have it, and they had the problem with the right front of the race car. It completely tore the suspension off. All the sheet metal had to completely re- rebuild the right front of that black and red Dodge for Ray Evernham, but Elliott Sadler disappointed, but I think there's a bright future in hand with him, Chris Andrews, and Ray Everham racing. We continue under the green flag here at Kansas Speedway this afternoon. The banquet 400, race three in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Kyle Busch currently in control by two seconds over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jimmy Johnson runs third, Clint Boyer fourth, Jeff Gordon is fifth. Other chase contenders, Jeff Burton is in sixth, Casey Kane is eighth, Denny Hamlin twelfth, Mark Martin runs in 20th, Matt Kenseth is in 22nd, and Kevin Harvick now shown in 27th. Again, all the chase contenders so far having a pretty uh, good afternoon here at Kansas Speedway. Dean Kessel is the director of NASCAR Next Hill Cup Series Marketing. He joins us here watching over as the festivities move along here. Any weekend that the Next Hill Cup Series comes to town, it's a big weekend, but especially a big weekend for you guys here this week in Kansas. 
Well, that's right, Joe. Uh, obviously, this is uh, the home headquarters for Sprint Nextel here in, in uh, the Kansas City area, and uh, we've just had a terrific week worth of activities here. We had an employee event earlier this week on Wednesday where we had about 14,000 folks come out and uh, enjoy the festivities here, a kind of a special private function for our folks. Kyle Bush, Greg Biffle came out, and just a terrific, terrific afternoon. Well, I'm sure that uh, was enjoyed by all. That's a lot of cell phones, <laughs> 14,000 people. Uh, a lot of folks have been asking this question all throughout the year, and uh, I want to know since you guys merged with Sprint, is there going to be a, a name change for the Nextel Cup Series? What, do you, what can you tell us about that? Well, for, for next year, for 2007, the answer is no. We will remain the Nextel Cup Series. Uh, beyond that, that's really kind of a three-part question, Joe. It's should we do it? Uh, when we would do it and really why we would do it and we're in those phases right now answering those questions so but definitively for 2007 it will remain the Nextel Cup. Obviously it has been a good marketing tool for Nextel. You guys have come out with a lot of products since you got involved. It, Barney you're right it, it's been a terrific opportunity for us to really showcase our technology and really the premise from everything we do is how can we enhance the fan experience and bringing our product to help the fan do that is really the bottom line for everything we do. Do you guys get the response from fans on how the chase should be run? You know, we, we get a little bit of that on the competition side, but but our, our partners with NASCAR are, are so uh, vigilant about going after that and, and managing that process that uh, uh, we, we really kind of stay on the marketing side of it and, and how does it impact the fan more than anything else in the competition. We leave that to the pros at NASCAR. You guys have done a lot for the sport, but I think developing the chase for the Nextel Cup has probably been the most exciting. It was a move that a lot of folks sort of questioned at first, saying, okay, we've always done it this way. Why change? But I think everybody has come around to liking it now. It has just added another dimension. And, again, I go back to the fan experience. It's given the fans something else to talk about, something else to, to write about, the media and so forth. It's uh, really a, a brilliant move by Brian and his team, and we support it 150%. Tell me about the most dramatic moment program you guys are putting together now. Right. It's in place right now, uh, Joe, and, and uh, fans can uh, go onto their Sprint Nextel phone and press 777, and, and uh, 7, actually, four sevens, and uh, that takes you right to the, to the NASCAR site, and there's uh, an opportunity to vote today on the most dramatic moment from this race, and then we'll obviously award the, the best moment of the, of the year uh, in New York at the banquet. Outstanding. Again, you guys have done so much for the sport. We sure appreciate you coming aboard and making uh, NASCAR Nextel Cup Series racing just bigger and bigger than it's ever been before. Well, we love the sport. We love the fans, uh, and, and we're here for the long term. Thanks a lot. Dean Kessel, again, director of NASCAR Nextel Cup Series marketing. Done a lot for our sport. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and kind of looking forward to getting to New York, and that's not going to be that far away in December when we go up there for the, the uh, banquet, the awards banquet. Kyle Busch is the leader. Dale Earnhardt Jr. second. Jimmy Johnson's third. Fourth is Clint Boyer, and fifth is Jeff Gordon. The rest of the top ten at this juncture of the race at lap 121 would be Jeff Burton, and we're seeing Kevin Harvick on the pit road. I figured the way he'd been dropping back. Uh, he's going to bring that car down and see if they can make a few adjustments and help it a bit. Let's go down there. Car simply won't turn through the corner, Barney. Going to put four fresh tires on it. They are going to make a chassis adjustment in the right rear. Normally the Goodwrench Chevrolet, a black race car, but today Reese's the sponsor. Bright orange the color for Kevin Harvick. Left side tires going on. They wipe the grill. Routine green flag stop coming at lap 121. Down to Alex Hayden. Matt Kenseth on pit road to work going on the left side of the Walt Ford. 
two big turns of round of wedge, trying to tighten that race car up. He's been loose all afternoon. As much Sonoka racing gasoline he can get in it, he fishtails it as he lights up the rear tires. Matt Kenseth down and away. Here's teammate Greg Biffle on pit road. The crew goes to the right side of the National Guard Ford. It'll be a four-tire change for Greg Biffle. Two turns on the track bar on the left side. Quickly to the left side of the race car, the team goes. Four-tire change for Greg Biffle. He'll be down and away. Back to Adam Alexander. The Valvoline Stanley Tools Dodge of Scott Riggs is on the pit lane. They've got a brush riping off the grill. A hot afternoon. You don't want the race car to overheat. Scott also has had a hard time getting the car to go through the center of the corner. Four sticker tires, two Kansas and Oco fuel. He's down and away. It's deep post. Casey That's Robert Shane. making pit work here on lap 122. Dale Jarrett brought the UPS Ford in. Four tires, two Kansas Sunoco racing fuel. On 117, Robbie Gordon brought his Harris Chevrolet in. As they worked on down pit road, here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. The Budweiser Chevy car rolls in. Tony Urie Jr. at the helm on the up of the pit box. The crew around to the right side of the car. The left side or the right side jack goes under it. Earnhardt Jr. patiently sits. Behind the wheel of his Chevrolet, the crew now, the jack drops around to the left side. Left side tires going on. Left side tires underneath the car. Tires up on the car. The jack goes down, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. down and away to Adam Alexander. Lap 124, the Catwin Casey Kane, the pole sitter today, brought his Dodge down. Again, wouldn't turn in the corner. Four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment. Ken Schrader was also in at 124. Carl Edwards has worked his way into the top ten. He brings it down to lap 125. Four tires, fuel for the Office Depot Ford Fusion. And now the leader, the Kellogg Chevrolet of Kyle Busch is in. He's been very happy with his race car. Doesn't appear there's going to be any chassis adjustment as he makes his third stop of the afternoon. Right side tires are on. They come to the left side. Second can of Sunoco fuel going in. These routine green flag stops. The leader down and away. Other cars making stops in front of steep post. Martin Truex Jr. having a top 15 run has bought the Bass Pro Shop Chevrolet in. The crew around to the right side now to the left side of the car. Also in on this section of pit road, Bobby Labonian. Here comes Jimmy Johnson. The low Chevrolet into the crew. Around to the right side, Chad Knauss, the crew chief. Going to be a chassis adjustment. They've been fighting a little loose on the inside or tight on the inside groove, loose on the outside groove as they work around a chassis adjustment. The crew around now to the left side. Directly in front of them, the Jack Daniels Chevrolet car. Clint Boyer, crew already around to the left side. Four tires for Jimmy Johnson. Four tires for Clint Boyer. He's down and away. Back to Adam Alexander. Next Hell Cup point leader Jeff Burton gives up a spot in the top five to come down the pit lane. He, too, has been very fast on the racetrack. Four tires and fuel for him at 126. Four pit stalls behind him, Denny Hamlin. The FedEx Chevrolet tight, won't turn. Four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment. Chad Chaffin also coming into the pit lane. And now here's David Gilliland on the pit lane. Let's cover that stop. The M&M's Ford has just left pit road. To the attention of the Robert Yates crew, four Goodyear Racing Eagles, two Kansas Sunoco Racing Fuel. Gilliland had that problem on uh, the racetrack there earlier on. They report that the car is pretty good. Their young driver doing a nice job in eighth, uh, his eighth start this season in the NASCAR Next Dell Cup Series. Caution on the speedway. It happened over in turn two. Jamie McMurray lost the handle on the Irwin Ford, Barney. It had been a handful for about the last 15 or 20 laps. He'd scuffed the wall at the other end of the racetrack a couple of laps ago. Was really just hanging on for dear life. He lost the handle coming midway through turn two. Spun around, hit the outside retaining wall. A bunch of debris down on the racetrack as Jamie McMurray limps his way back to pit road. They're cleaning up over in turn number two where just a moment ago, Jamie McMurray, who had had an ill-handling car for apparently the last 15 to 20 laps 
Got away from him going out of the corner over there and ended up in the wall. Caution coming out at lap 130. So far today, we've had 10 lead changes among eight drivers. Currently, they're showing 24 cars still on the lead lap. Out of the race are the cars of Reed Sorensen and now Jamie McMurray as they tend to him after spinning over off turn number two. Again, 24 cars on the lead lap. As far as championship contenders, the guys in the chase, Three of them at the top of the leaderboard right now. Kyle Busch, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Jimmy Johnson. Jeff Gordon is in sixth. Jeff Burton is seventh. Casey Kane, 13th. Denny Hamlin, 16th. Other chase contenders, Matt Kenseth is now 24th. Mark Martin, 25th. And Kevin Harvick is shown in 29th. This mid-race update brought to you by AAA. Race car drivers trust their pit crews. Make sure you have a pit crew you can trust. AAA, travel, automotive, insurance, and much more. Your AAA pit crew keeps you on track. Join today. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Seeing a couple of cars on pit road. Travis Quapel was one of those who did not pit a moment ago. And Ryan Newman is in. Let's cover his stop. Well, Ryan Newman was actually headed to pit road when that caution came out. They last put it on lap 69, so they had a few more laps beyond everyone else. The crew has completed right side work on the Altel Dodge. Now we're on to the left side. It was a chassis adjustment. They've just been fighting the race car all day long. Very, very loose all day long. And Newman now down and away and back up onto the speedway, hopefully with a little bit better handling race car than he's had thus far here today. Dave, clean up about done over in turn two. Yes, indeed, Barney. The uh, track crews have just left the scene. They've run the jet blowers over just to make sure they've cleaned up any small pieces that might have been missed by the uh, track crew working with the naked eye. Should be ready to go very shortly. So getting ready to go back to green maybe in a couple of laps as they check also over in turns three and four. NASCAR does that when they have a caution. Even at one end of the speedway, they send the safety vehicles out there to take a look at the turn and see if the uh, buildup maybe of some of the rubber off the tires and other things on the racetrack need picking up before they put it back in green. So they'll check both ends of the speedway. Next weekend, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, next weekend we head off to Talladega Super Speedway, and there's a lot of questions on the minds of drivers down there as to, you know, what that's going to do to the race at Talladega. Already what they call sort of a wild card race for Kyle Busch, who's been very good here today, says it's going to make the racetrack even better. Uh, It's going to make everybody a little bit more aggressive probably because, um, I mean, that that place it was so easy to get around there before now there's just that much more grip it's going to be that much easier so um there's really nothing that makes that place hard at all to drive or anything you know the cars handle well the the biggest factor that was there was on a long run when you'd run about you know a fuel run whatever the fuel run is 30 laps or whatever you know you'd be sliding around by the time it was over you wouldn't have to lift but you'd you would definitely be on the edge of your seat but now you're just it's going to be too easy. New asphalt there is going to make racing completely different. Plus, the trucks will be in action next week. Our coverage here on MRN Radio starts with a special edition of NASCAR Live Friday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Time at the International Motorsports Hall of Fame and Museum. That's located on Speedway Boulevard in front of the Talladega Super Speedway. Again, Friday night, 7 Eastern Time. We'll have Bud Pole qualifying for the UAW Ford 500 on Saturday starting at 12 noon. Later on Saturday, the inaugural Craftsman Truck Series John Deere 250. That's two. 45 Eastern Time next Saturday, and a week from today, the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series UAW Ford 500, 130 Eastern Time. Good tickets still available for all the events at Talladega. Get yours at racetickets.com. But uh, we're cleaning up from caution with uh, some of the 
sweepers around uh, various ends of the racetrack, and some of the lead cars have come back down the pit lane. Right now, J.J. Yaley is in in front of Adam Alexander. An extended stop for the Interstate Battery Chevrolet. Thought they might have broken a left front shock, so they jacked up the left side, really looked under the hood and down that left front to make sure whether the shock was okay or not, Joe. Also running a little bit warm. They were running around temp about 240, so they were a little bit concerned about that as well. J.J. Yaley coming down after he was just in under green at lap 126. Joe Nemechek had to come in. He had last pitted at lap 69, so he comes down as well. Also coming in were Scott Riggs and Ken Schrader and now Kevin Harvick back on the pit lane. The crew looking at the right rear of his race car. That's where he sustained a little bit of damage earlier on today. They make a heavy chassis adjustment as they try to get that Reese's Chevrolet going back in the right direction. Also, Matt Kenseth then, along with uh, Mark Martin in front of Alex Hayden. Yeah, Joe, Matt Kenseth and that team still trying to chase the handling of the race car. Still very loose. So Robbie Reiser brought the DeWalt Ford back down pit road, dropped the track bar on both sides all the way to the bottom. And to do that on the left side, had to take the left wheel off and have to literally do it by hand up underneath the race car. So still trying to chase the handling issues for Matt Kenseth. Mark Martin was on pit road to top off the car. Sterling Marlin, Greg Biffle also on pit road with Casey Mears as well. Jamie McMurray in the garage area. We'll see if we can lean in here and grab a word with Jamie McMurray, who uh, obviously dejected after the contact out on the racetrack. So we'll see if we can grab a word with McMurray here in just a minute. Not been, not has not been a good day for Jamie McMurray. In fact, it has not been a good season for him. It's kind of unusual to look also and see some guys that uh, normally are always up there in the top ten that have been struggling a little bit this afternoon. Kurt Busch is one of those. Kurt currently being shown back in 27th position. And chase contender Kevin Harvick is back into 29th position. He's being shown a lap down. And uh, they're trying to get that car to work a little bit better for him so he can gain some of that ground back and at least maybe come out of here with a top five or top ten finish before the day is over. Kyle Busch leads. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is second as they get the indication, getting ready to go back to green here in just a couple of minutes. Jimmy Johnson is third. Clint Boyer is fourth. Jeff Gordon fifth. Rest of the top ten. Jeff Burton sixth. Tony Stewart seventh. Carl Edwards is eighth. Casey Kane is ninth. And Denny Hamlin is tenth. Showing 25 cars on the lead lap as we're getting ready to go back under the green flag. And uh, we just uh, have been joined by a man who certainly knows his way around this racetrack. Rusty Wallace steps into the booth here. Having a good time here today. What are you up to next door? Well, I've been up with NASCAR watching uh, the races for the last four or five weeks. It's been a good time because I'm here for ESPN. I file uh, working for SportsCenter. And after the race is over, that's when my job starts, guys. So I've been... They've been nice enough to let me sit up there and watch your races with them. It's real educational to see what goes down and how much work they put into these races. Yeah, as, as much as you drove a race car over the years and knew what procedure was on the racetrack and everything else, it's a little bit different when you come up here and sit between those guys that make the calls. It really is. You might question some of the calls occasionally when you're a driver, but when you're up there and you watch what's going on, there's so many televisions, so many monitors, and they really know exactly what you're doing and talk about it. It, It's pretty neat watching them because they really create a good, fair game up there for everybody. Let's get back under the green flag here, and we'll get you to help us along here and uh, maybe explain what's going on with some of the guys who are having some problems here this afternoon. Kyle Busch is the man up front. He's not had very many problems at all here this afternoon. And if anybody needs a race day to turn out like this, he does. Because remember, those first two races in the chase, he's had big problems. Green flag waves again. Kyle's on the gas. He pulls away from Dale Earnhardt Jr. by a couple of car links. Jr., Jimmy Johnson, and others having to deal with lap traffic in turn one. Brian Vickers, the first car in the lap down line and then Kurt Busch. Kyle Busch does away with both of them. Vickers comes up the racetrack in front of Dale Jr. and that allows Kyle Busch to get away big time on the back straightaway. Dale Jr. and the Bud Chevy trapped in traffic. Kurt Busch to his inside. Brian Vickers directly ahead. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Can't bust out of that pack of traffic. He's just trying to tread water for now. 
That is a really a, a sad feeling when you get caught in that lap traffic back there. All you can do is watch the leaders work away. Now Dale Jr. is going to dive to the bottom of the racetrack, get underneath the lap car of Brian Vickers, and set sail to catch the leader, Kyle Busch, in turn two. Dale Jr., I would guess none too happy with the gap he's got to make up right now. He's on the charge after fighting his way to the inside of Vickers. Jimmy Johnson sideways nearly got a piece of the wall as Clint Boyer is up under his rear spoiler. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson really had to get it collected coming off the end of turn number two now. Here's Clint Boyer to the inside. Dale Jr. almost bounces off the wall in turn number four. Jr. hangs on to it, though, and still has to deal with the lap traffic working him off turn number four. That's allowing Kyle Busch to pull away by even more. But Jr. has other problems. Kurt Busch is there, and so is Jimmy Johnson. Dale Jr.'s car got a little bit loose in turns three and four, and it's loose again here in one and two. He fights around the lap car, Brian Vickers, but now Jimmy Johnson is right there. Quite an intense pack of traffic now from second on back. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has been able to break free of the lap traffic. Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, Tony Stewart, Jeff Burton trying to do the same. The lap traffic of Kurt Busch and Brian Vickers to fly in the ointment from driver's third on back. Tony Stewart tried to make a wild move coming off the corner and get underneath everybody. Wasn't able to pull it off as Kurt Busch kind of shut him down as they hit the front straightaway and go back off into turn one. Kurt Busch, the lap car down on the bottom of the racetrack with Tony Stewart right there in his tire track. They're going to go three wide for a moment. Clint Boyer slides to the bottom in front of Bush. Here they come off turn number two now, watching Clint Boyer race to the inside of Jimmy Johnson. Fender out in front for Johnson, but here comes Boyer digging hard down low. Burton climbs the backing. Here comes Tony Stewart, three wide right up the middle. We've talked a lot about how this racetrack has matured over the years, and Rusty, from what you've seen here today and the experiences you had here at Kansas Speedway, how much has this racetrack changed over the years? Well, I think the track is really widened out. We're seeing a lot of two wide racing today. They're running on the bottom of the track. They're running on the top. It seems like they're getting a lot of momentum off of turn two and off of turn four. But I'm really surprised today how many guys have missed the setup. You look at uh, Kevin Harvick. He's really missed it. They're talking about a right rear spring they've done a lot of work with. Is obviously not working in their car. They even talked about pitting and changing that spring under a pit stop. So a lot of things going on there. Real surprised how Matt Kenthis is struggling really bad all day. But Dale Jr. and Richard Childress' 07 car and Cal Bush, even though there are a lot of team members out there, they seem to have dominant cars today. I think the heat's uh, maybe this track getting slicker. Is that part of it? Well, Barney, I think, yeah, it could be getting slicker. It is definitely hotter today than it was yesterday by about 10 degrees. But it, it is uh, bewildering to see some of these guys that have been so good in the early part of the chase for the championship get so far off right now. One guy, to me, that's been consistent through the whole three or four races so far has been Dale Jr. I've been watching his line all day long and going into turn three and coming off of turn four. My gosh, I don't think he could stick a piece of paper between him and the wall. He's so close to that wall. Almost got a little while ago, but didn't. Let's follow up on that situation with uh, Kevin Harvick. Adam Alexander, are they thinking about changing a spring down there? Actually, they made a change, Joe, under that last pit stop. The car just simply would not handle for Kevin Harvick. He had complained about it throughout the day. There was one stage where they thought it was getting better, but it simply did not, just won't turn. So they have made the change. Crew Chief Todd Barrier standing on top of the war wagon, watching Kevin's every move on the racetrack. But it has been a tough day for Harvick here at Kansas. Rusty, why are we seeing guys going so much higher in turns three and four than they are in one and two? Well, a lot of it's really opens up. As you come off of turn four, you go into the triable. So you could enter higher there, and the track kind of opens up off of turn four. Unlike turn two, where you come off of turn two, it's a tighter part of the corner. So that's the reason you're seeing much higher in three and four. And plus, they're going to get a lot of momentum, guys, up off of turn four. It's going to make that 800-horsepower motor feel like about 900 horsepower. How bad do you miss this stuff? A bunch? Oh, I miss it a lot. I really do. I was just sitting next door going, God, I wish I could get in that two-car. It, it's struggling out there today pretty bad, and I love to get in there and see what's wrong and try to fix it. And then I 
I do miss it, but uh, I'm happy with what I'm doing. And, you know, it, it's a different perspective to sit up here and watch what these guys are going through. I have a spin off a of turn four, Matt Kenseth. Yep, caution flag comes out as Kenseth spins. It happened in front of Mike Bagley. Matt Kenseth lost control of the DeWalt Ford, one of the championship contenders in trouble. Elliott Sadler went along for the ride as well. No one else collected. Doesn't look to be any contact on the DeWalt Ford. Just past the halfway mark in the banquet 400. Again, the caution flag coming out when Matt Kenseth spun coming off turn four. He's on pit road in front of Alex Hayden. Yeah, Joe, flat spotted all four tires. Got some grass falling out from underneath the DeWalt Ford. Four tire change. Made a chassis adjustment on the DeWalt car and send Matt Kenseth at the back out on the racetrack. Been a tough day for him already. The leaders have made stops. First to Adam Alexander. And Kyle Busch on the end of the pit area. Four tires. Fuel for him. Slight chassis adjustment. Said the car was just a bit free into the corner. Jeff Burton, the quickest off at this end of the pit road. The reason? Right side tires only for the singular wireless Chevrolet. Trying to gain some track position. Others making stops. Four tires for Casey Kane. Denny Hamlin was in. Joe Nemechek in for service. Other cars coming in included Carl Edwards. Steve Post. You talked about the two-tire stop for Jeff Burton. The same can be said for Clint Boyer. The Jack Daniels Chevrolet right side tires only topped it off with good uh, Sunoco Racing Fuel sent him back out. Jimmy Johnson, four tires and fuel. Dale Earnhardt Jr., a four-tire stop and fuel. Ryan Newman was in. Dale Jarrett, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch all getting pit stops in this section of pit road. On down to Alex Hayden. Right side tires only for Greg Biffle and a little splash of Sonoka Racing gasoline. Jeff Gordon took four fresh Goodyears, as did Mark Martin. Casey Mears, Tony Stewart was in. Says the car's just a tick free. Tony Stewart with a four-tire change. Greg Zippadilly and that team got that car dialed in. One of the fastest cars on the track. And here is Chase contender Matt Kenseth back on pit road. Crew working at the rear end of the race car, making more chassis adjustments on the Dual 4. Pit stops coming at lap 147 and 146. Rusty Wallace visiting with us here for just a couple of more minutes. Put you on the spot a little bit. We're talking about the championship. Do you like that format, and who do you like uh, as far as who might end up winning that thing? Well, I do like the format. I think it's great at the end of the year to kind of keep the momentum going. Uh, and, you know, as you saw last year, four or five really good cars that the sport really needed in it didn't make it. So, I mean, there's talk about maybe opening up to a couple more guys, which – I don't know if I'm okay with that or not. The top 10's got a special ring to it, you know, versus top 12. But there's so many talented people out here, it's just unreal. So I can understand why maybe they're thinking to get a little more people in there. What's going on with your race team? Well, right now with the race team, Stephen, we're working real hard with him to develop his skills, and all it needs is just more laps and more laps and more laps. He's running the ARCA races, winning there. He tested the new Talladega Speedway, which I hear is just fantastic and all that. But uh, we've got uh, the last three races in a row for him. He's going to run the Bush car there. He'll be at Talladega next week. He'll be at the brand-new Iowa Speedway for the ARCA race after that. So many races. And I'll tell you guys, when it comes to the championship, you asked me earlier, Barney, who do I like? Uh, you, you, you know, I tell you, the children's cars have been so strong. I am confused. Look at Jeff Burton. You see him at the front still, you know, a complete different style of racetrack. Jeff Gordon's been hanging in there. Uh, it's too early to tell who the guy is right now. But, uh, well, I tell you what, I wouldn't put that Jeff Gordon out of there right now because he's just lurking there all the time. Hard to beat that experience. It really is. You can go to many tracks, and sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. But uh, the spor- I would have said Matt Kenthus until I saw this real sporadic run today, and then he just spun all by himself there. So things like that wake you up and go, what in the world has happened? When do you uh, start doing the cup cars? Next year? 
Yeah, next year, what my schedule is here, this year, I'm at the rest of the races right now. I'm covering Sports Center for ESPN. And actually, my race, my, my job starts after this race. Yeah. But then next year, I'll start off with uh, our new team of guys, which we're going to announce on October the 12th. All the new ESPN guys will do that in Charlotte. And my first race will be the Bush Race at Daytona this year. And then the first cup race I'll be announcing will be the Brickyard 400. And then we get the Brickyard all through the, the end of the year. So I'm excited about that because we'll be live on ABC with uh, – with the chase for the championship, and it's going to be a lot of fun next year. It'll be fun to see you do that. Uh, I, I just told you a moment ago, when you get over to the Cup Series, I think I just, I just, think you'll be great on that deal. I really well, do. I appreciate that. I'm going to try real hard. And uh, one exciting thing for me, I'll be calling the Bush Race ne- uh, next year and then go straight from there to call the 2007 Indy 500 also. So that's well, that's pretty big for me. Two, two races in one week. If it don't work out, you can come sit with us. <laughs> okay. I'll come thing. hang out with you. I'm going to let you guys pick that to work. It's been fun hanging out All with right. you. Anytime, Appreciate Rusty. It. Thanks a lot. Rusty Wallace joining us here for a few minutes here today at Kansas Speedway as we're getting ready to go back under the green flag. 118 laps remain in the Banquet 400. And again, it's Clint Boyer at the front of the pack. Green flag comes back out. They race off to turn number one. Clint Boyer's going to race with... Kurt Busch, the lap car down to the inside, going to kind of hold him up a little bit over there in turn two. Kurt's going to give him a pretty good run, but Clint Boyer now gets it wound up in that outside lane, and Greg Biffle, the second-place car, goes way wide, and he'll take the challenge and lose a spot to Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton now will go by Greg Biffle and grab the second position. Biffle falls back to third as race leader Clint Boyer now trying to fend off the advances with the lap car of Kurt Busch. Further back, Kyle Busch works way up the banking, trying to get that Chevy hooked up there. Goes to work now on Kevin Harvick. He'll race with him coming down to the start-finish line. And a heavy pack of traffic ahead for Kyle Busch. A lot of lap cars still in front of him. Jimmy Johnson right in front of him. Tony Stewart, both of them lead lap automobiles. He's going to go three wide to the outside. Down low, David Gilliland. Jimmy Johnson in the middle. Kyle Busch way up high. Yeah, and he comes out of that throttle, too. Rethought that move. He almost wadded it up and put it in the outside wall. Here he comes again, though, charging to the outside of the racetrack. That's further back there. Three wide, almost four wide. A huge pack of traffic. Mid-pack on back. Boy, if something doesn't break loose in that pack of traffic, it'll be a miracle in the next couple of laps around here as they hit the finish line and go back off into turn number one. Casey Kane and Dale Earnhardt Jr. right at the front of that pack. About 15, 18 cars knocking fenders in turn one. Casey's got to go three wide, try to get out of that mess. He can't do it. That's the Tony Rains machine drifts up the banking and shuts him off. Dale Jr. goes right up the middle. Three wide trying to bust out of the pack. Dale Earnhardt Jr. does exactly that. He will clear that pack of traffic, but Casey Kane, Carl Edwards, and others can't do the same. Here's Kane again to the top of the racetrack. There's still three wide in turn four. Carl Edwards works down to the inside. Coming up in turn Rain- four, it's Denny Hamlin around and into the outside wall. Crosses up, goes other way, keeps it off the fence, but Denny Hamlin and the FedEx Chevrolet loses control in turn number four. He also collected Reed Sorensen there for just a moment. Kind of bounced out. They made a little contact. Didn't do that much damage. Did not appear to Reed Sorensen's car. Let's go back over to turn three. That accident, Barney, could have been a whole lot worse than what it actually was. Denny Hamlin lost control of the FedEx Chevy on the high side of the racetrack, scraped the wall with the right rear of the car. It started to go around and was sideways for a moment, corrected it, then he came back the other way, was headed towards the outside wall with the nose of the car, did not make contact, and everybody was able to get by Denny Hamlin. Denny was just saying the other day, they have to approach these races in the chase knowing about anything can happen. You know, you can have engine failure or, or flat tires or anything to, to get you in trouble. And that same kind of stuff can happen here in Kansas. I mean, this is a track that, that is hard on motors, so you know, we've got 
got to make sure we do all the right things and uh, you know maintain our car well and, and be around for the finish. One little slip there for Denny Hamlin. Hurt a little bit. Not seriously, though. He did keep the car off the wall, but a spin, I'm sure. A scary moment for another of the chase contenders here this afternoon. Denny falls back in line in the 26th position. So, again, that could have been a whole lot worse. Caution flag waves for the eighth time today. We're at lap 153. Clint Boyer leads Jeff Burton, Greg Biffle, Jimmy Johnson, and Kyle Busch. Pit road is open as we're under the caution flag here at Kansas Speedway, but only a few takers on the lead lap. One of those, Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards comes in, putting on right side tires as we speak. Also in Scott Riggs. These guys battling a bit of track position, but for sure they can do it on one more stop from this point on. Denny Hamlin, who brought out the caution when he spun, said, I did everything I could to keep it off the wall. Going to be a four-tire change. They had contemplated coming down after he had spun, but they said, wait until pit road opens. They did not want to be penalized. Edwards pulls away, as does Riggs after four-tire stops. It's a four-tire stop for Hamlin, and they're going to pull out the right rear fender where he made some slight contact with the wall. Steve Post? Three drivers on the lead lap here made a pit stop by Bobby Labonte bought the Cheerios, Betty Crocker Dodge in, four tires and fuel, Ryan Newman, the Altel Mobile One Dodge was in as well. These Some of the drivers that are at the back of the field just trying to continue to work on the handling of their race cars. Brian Vickers was also in with the uh, Garnier Fructose Chevrolet. They've been fighting a tight condition all afternoon long, but uh, they're back out on the speedway. To Alex Hayden. And Matt Kenseth was in yet again, back on lap 154 for Fresh Goodyears, still trying to chase the handling of the DeWalt Ford. It's still very loose on the racetrack. Clint Boyer at the head of the pack. Jeff Burton lines up in second. Greg Biffle third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And Kyle Busch fifth. Tony Stewart restarts in sixth. Mark Martin in seventh. Dale Jarrett eighth. Ninth, Jeff Gordon. And tenth is Joe Nemechek. First time he's been at the top ten today. Kevin Harvick's problems continue. He made a couple of runs down the pit lane. Adam Alexander, what's the story there? Well, just t- continuing to work on this race car, Joe, and he had to come in the lap down cars, obviously being a lap down, but they, uh, they made some changes, continuing to work on it, trying to get it better. Only 54 points out of the championship chase entering today. They don't want this day to get even worse than it already is. They're doing everything they can to improve this race car. I won't say they've written off today, but everything but. Just want to make sure they get out of here alive and go on to next week. And I'm sure next week can't get here early enough the way things have gone for them today. But a bad day. Has Jeff Burton led a lap today? You have the um, deal over there? Don't think he no, has. No, he's has not. He? No. So he's in a position, too, right now. His teammate, Clint Boyer, leads, and Jeff is right behind him. Maybe he can get up there and pick up the five bonus points. We'll find out here in a minute. Greg Biffle is up to third. Jimmy Johnson, fourth. And Kyle Busch is fifth as they get ready to go back to green. Tony Stewart's been getting a little stronger as the day goes by. Tony's currently up into six. And for the first time today, I don't think we've mentioned Mark Martin at all up inside the top ten or even 15. Mark's going to restart in seventh. Dale Jarrett is up to eighth. Jeff Gordon is ninth. And Joe Nemechek is tenth. Dale Earnhardt Jr., who's been strong all afternoon, will restart in the 11th position. And the pole sitter, Casey Kane, will start in 12th. Green flag is in the air again here at Kansas Speedway, and Clint Boyer will bring him down to the line, getting on the gas, trying to get away from teammate Jeff Burton. Pulls out by two car lengths as they clear the lap traffic. Gets a good jump, clears the lap machine of David Gilliland. Jeff Burton does the same. Greg Biffle, now Jimmy Johnson, now Kyle Busch to the outside as they exit 
two. And Clint Boyer drops down to the inside of the racetrack, lets Jeff Burton have the lead as they race back to turn number three. Here's Jeff Burton going to lead that lap, get those five bonus points as they come off turn number four. Jeff Burton moves down around him, takes the lead, comes off the line. All he's got to do is get the start-finish line, and he will pick up those points. But immediately as they come off the corner, Clint Boyer says, I want to come back up there and lead this thing. He goes after him in turn one. Well, I think the teammate transaction is now complete. Jeff Burton got his lap led, and Clint Boyer decides it's time to get back on the pony and go. He immediately opens up a two-car length lead. Yeah, Boyer and Burton both have to get with the program because they've got four cars stacked up behind them that are on the hunt. Here's Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, Greg Biffle, and Tony Stewart in hot pursuit of the front two. Working now off turn number four, all in single file. Those front five, six, seven cars now finally breaking away from some of the lap traffic. Mark Martin, a little deeper back in the pack. He's still dealing with lap traffic. First clearing the car of Kyle Petty, now dealing with Robbie Gordon in turn one. Robbie Gordon has had a difficult afternoon. He's scuffed the wall a couple of times, and he may get it again here. Way sideways. Somehow hangs onto it and gets it off to the back straight away, but they're banging behind him. Dale Jarrett gets sideways. Dale Earnhardt Jr. almost in the grass, and everybody sorts it out. Close call for Dale Earnhardt Jr., who had to duck and dive to avoid the almost spinning race car of Dale Jarrett. Now, they did make a little bit of contact over there, but no damage apparently to either car. Dale Jr. comes out of that one in pretty good shape. As he races back off to turn number one, he's got company for that position. He does indeed. Casey Kane right behind him. They'll stay nose to tail for the moment. A change for second place. Jimmy Johnson around the outside of Jeff Burton. Gets the spot off turn two and gets the second position. Now drives away by a car length. But the ambush on Jeff Burton is not over. Here comes Kyle Busch trying to track down the driver in the third spot. Kyle Busch right up on the bumper of Jeff Burton. Looks for a shot down to the inside of the track. Couldn't make it stick there. Now he peeks to the outside as they cross the start finish line. Let's see if he can step up there and challenge for third. Kyle Busch will put his Chevrolet anywhere that Jeff Burton doesn't put his. And this time, it'll be outside lane. Kyle Busch charges hard to the high line. Give him third place by a nose. The outside lane will pay off for Kyle Busch. He'll grab third and now go after his teammate for second. Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, good battle there. Jeff Burton now trying to rally back. Clint Boyer, who is a leader, has opened up a lot of daylight, eight-tenths of a second last time around, maybe a little bit more than that this time as he crosses the line and goes back into turns one and two. It's a full second now over Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch. Along with Jeff Burton, that scramble still goes on in turn two. Second, third, and fourth are definitely under contention right now. Jimmy Johnson, a car length over Kyle Busch, another car length back to Jeff Burton. Two more to Greg Biffle and Tony Stewart. And Greg Biffle now is starting to get some attention paid to his back bumper thanks to Tony Stewart. Here's Stewart working him over now. First to the low side. Now Tony goes around Biffle in the high lane. Stewart blasts right on by him. Just, I mean, just blasts right on by using the outside lane and grabs that fifth position and starts closing in now on Jeff Burton. That'll be the next battle. Burton has the fourth spot. Tony Stewart closing in, doing it right down on the bottom of the racetrack where he generally likes to be if the car will do it. He is closing in now, just a couple of car lengths behind Jeff Burton. Yeah, he's pulled away now for the Greg Biffle car by about four, maybe five car lengths. Got three to make up on Jeff Burton. Here's the battle again for second. Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch separated by two car lengths. They remain that way as they come off the corner, looking a little further back in the field. There is some wild racing going on at about 12th and 13th position. In that pack are Casey Mears, Kenny Schrader, Joe Nemechek, Martin Truex Jr., J.J. Yaley, and Carl Edwards. Really surprised that somebody hasn't ended up in the wall in that tussle as they go back down into turn one. Yeah, they've been swapping positions and a little bit of sheet metal as well, Barney. Kenny Schrader to the inside on Casey Mears will try and complete that pass. Right behind him, there's three wide. J.J. Yaley, Carl Edwards in the middle of that one. And uh, 
the, uh, the, the car that is of Joe Nemechek in the outside lane. He'll grab that spot and pull down in front of Yaley and Edwards. Last time five problems for Scott Riggs. The car sounding very ill. Off the pace, down to the inside and headed to pit road. He started on the outside of row one this afternoon, and now he has problems. Adam? Came on the radio, said he felt a vibration in his Chevrolet. They are going to change four tires here. Right side tires have been changed. They come around and change left side tires. Bad news is they will still have to pit one more time. He's down and away. Unscheduled service for Scott Riggs at lap 165. And here's a battle for the lead. Jimmy Johnson swings to the outside of Clint Boyer, goes by and takes the top spot with 101 laps to go. Early this afternoon, we talked about some great moves by Tony Stewart. He had worked his way up to the top 10. Haven't heard a lot from him lately, but suddenly Dave Moody, he's starting to speak loud and clear. Yeah, and he's altered his line to do it, Joe. Tony has said that in his dirt track exploits, he's always one of the guys to go to the top of the racetrack and find the cushion on asphalt. Oh, there goes Clint Boyer all by himself. Second place automobile is around. He slaps the outside retaining wall. Trunk first. Damage to the rear quarters of the Jack Daniels Chevrolet as everybody else sails by. Caution on the speedway. The ninth time this afternoon happened again in turn two. All by himself, Barney, as we've seen happened a couple of times among the front runners today. Clint Boyer running about 10 car lengths behind the leader in second place. Just lost the handle midway through the corner. Drifted trunk first into the outside wall. Has done moderate damage to the back end of the Jack Daniels Chevy. You know, there have been a lot of great moves made out on the track today and later on after the race. We'll pick the MRN Radio Castrol Slick Move of the Race. Brought to you by Castrol GTX. It's not just oil, it's liquid engineering. Tough break for Clint Boyer on his way to uh, what could have been a win here in his home state this afternoon. And he spins over in turn number two. He's brought the Jack Daniels Chevy down onto the pit lane. Will come in for service at lap 173. Again, he was running in the second spot. No contact over there with any other cars. As Dave Moody explained, he lost it by himself. And now he's on pit road in front of Steve Post. He's is the Jack Daniels Chevy in a lot of damage on, especially the left rear of the car. Very much caved in, so much so that they can't even get the gas can in there right now. The hammers are going to work on it. The crew continues to change the tires to get them back out to try not to lose a lap, but uh, their big problems right now are making sure that they have good clearance from the left rear fender, and right now gas in the car is not even an option as the fuel filler hole is just basically jammed closed, so the crew out there working on that, trying to get that problem as well. Clint Boyer sits here aboard the car. They were in most recently on lap 146, took two tires. That was the same strategy they used earlier that put them at the front of the field, and they were out there leading having a good run, running in the second spot this time on that run, but uh, the car swapped ends and backed into the wall, and right now they've paid the price as the heavy damage on Richard Childress Chevrolet. The crew continues with the hammers down here on pit road now, down and away to try to stay on the lead lap. Pit road, a busy place. Alex Hayden. Jeff Gordon is in. He's got the very first pit stall off the racetrack. It'll be a four-tire change for the DuPont Chevrolet team. In front of him is Mark Martin. Also a four-tire change. Matt Kenseth back on pit road. Here's Greg Biffle. Tony Stewart getting routine service as well. Chassis adjustments all the way around. Mark Martin the first away at the turn four end as they race towards Adam Alexander. Kyle Busch says, not where I want it to be. Crew Chief Alan Gustafson said, we'll work on it. Chassis adjustment, four tires and fuel for the Kellogg Chevrolet. Jeff Burton got two tires last time. He's going to get four this time. Quickest off the pit lane, Carl Edwards. Two tires for him. Casey Kane with four tires. Denny Hamlin was on the pit lane, as was Joe Nemechek. These stops at lap 173. Steve Post. Right now in the midsection, look like all four tire stops. Jimmy Johnson, the first one in, the first one away on the midsection. The low Chevy, four tires, two cans of Sunoco Racing Fuel. Also, Ryan Newman was 
Rosen, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Bobby Labonte, Dale Jarrett also running in the top ten. And Clint Boyer again brings his ailing Jack Daniel Chevrolet in for more work on the left rear. Getting ready to go back to green flag racing in just a moment. Let's follow up on something on pit road. Alex Hayden. Yeah, Barney, Matt Kenseth, desperate times, calls for def- desperate measures, brought the DeWalt car back down pit road, still chasing the handling of the car. So Robbie Reiser and the team made a call, come in, lift the right side of the car in the air and move the rear axle forward move the entire rear axle forward a quarter of an inch to half an inch they're trying to figure out if that's going to be enough to try to cure the handling of the car but Matt Kenseth, Robbie Reiser and this team still trying to chase the handling subsequently trying to chase a championship as well you have to take a gamble sometimes. I guess so, and they've had good races. The first two races of the chase, that's one of the teams, he along with Denny Hamlin, everything has gone perfect for. Today, those are two of three guys not having a real good day, along with Kevin Harvick. On the restart, Harvick is back in 13th, Hamlin is 18th, and Matt Kenseth will be the last car on the lead lap as we come back to take the green flag. That'll place him back in the 27th position. Up front for the first time today, Carl Edwards. A two-tire pit stop put him in the lead for the first time. And now it's Tony Stewart chasing him along with Jimmy Johnson right behind. They work up into turn one. Around the lap car of Scott Riggs. Carl Edwards breaks free. Tony Ed, uh, Tony Stewart does the same. Now Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Busch as the lap cars go three wide with Kyle Busch on the outside. Yeah, and Scott Riggs is in the middle and he's going to the back. Hard to tell if he has a problem or what, but he's jamming up the front of the field. Everyone trying to scatter and get around the Scott Riggs car as Carl Edwards leans off turn four. Four wide back there where Scott Riggs is. They're just trying to avoid the car that's going backwards through the field, not up to speed like everybody else. He's trying to give way as much as he can, but he's boxed in by traffic on both sides. Hot battle for third place in turn one. Kyle Busch just wedges his way to the inside of the Jimmy Johnson machine. He'll run to the low side of the racetrack, side by side, and now three wide as they split Tony Stewart. Kyle Busch almost bounces off the side of Tony Stewart. Jimmy Johnson comes out of the throttle. Here's Kyle Busch to third. Make that to second. He slides up the racetrack. Stewart back to the bottom. Johnson comes in. They're almost three drifts up the racetrack in front of Jimmy Johnson. Johnson has to check up momentarily and now they settle down in single file while Carl Edwards pulls off to a six-tenths of a second lead. Edwards loves what he's seeing in the rearview mirror because they are racing awfully hard behind him. Stewart on the bottom. In the middle it's Kyle Busch. Top side Jimmy Johnson. Here comes Kyle to the outside for second. They'll climb to the outside of the racetrack. Pass the Home Depot Chevrolet. Go to second. Jimmy Johnson trying to do the same. Johnson to the outside of Stewart for third. They race side by Kyle Busch gets away and takes over the number two spot. Tony Stewart preferred the bottom of the racetrack, and Jimmy Johnson uses the outside to get around and move into third. He's dropped Tony back to fourth. That's a good tussle going off into turn number one and some good racing behind it. Indeed, the next couple of spots behind them are in contest as well. Jeff Burton has gone to the bottom of the racetrack. He pulls to the inside on Greg Biffle. A couple of lap cars right in front of them as they race the position. And behind them, here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. under fire from Casey Kane. Jeff Gordon is there as well, along with a couple of lap cars. Up front, battles off for second. Johnson to the inside of Bush. Jimmy pulls right down to the inside of his teammate, flashes on by. So Jimmy Johnson to second. Kyle Bush to third. Tony Stewart's three car lengths back, riding along in fourth. And as they settle down a little bit in second, third, and fourth, it's allowed them to reel in the leader, Carl Edwards, very quickly. Edwards down on the white line at the bottom of the banking. He's going to feel the heat. Here comes Jimmy Johnson. Edwards trying to shut him off. Side by side, they come down the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson with the better runoff turn two. Oh, and there's trouble on the back straightaway. One car goes around. It's Ryan Newman off the end of turn number two. Everyone scattering to avoid. Clint Boyer 
to the inside. Also, Kenny Wallace all scrambled to avoid the spinning race car of Ryan Newman. Caution on the speedway. It comes out at lap 180. Go back to turn three. Happened towards the tail end of the pack, Barney. Coming off of turn number two, Ryan Newman lost the handle once again on the all-tail dodge right in front of Kenny Wallace. Everybody had to fight for their piece of real estate. Everyone made it through successful as they tried to miss the spinning race car of Ryan Newman. That'll be the 10th yellow flag this afternoon. Again, it came out at lap 180. I'll update you a minute uh, also on uh, Clint Boyer, trying to remember a moment ago. He had the problem up there. We hadn't talked about him and where he's going to resurface in the running order. He is being shown in 25th. What a terrible day for Ryan Newman, a former winner here at Kansas Speedway. And Steve Post, nothing has gone right for them here today. No, absolutely not, Joe. The crew is on uh, pit road right now with uh, service on the all-tail Dodge. And car has just been very, very loose. There's not much they can do, it seems like, to get it fixed. They put another chassis adjustment to it. Loose means the rear end wants to slide around. And, and uh, slide around it has done a couple times. And talked to Ryan, some of the crew chiefs on some of these race cars, and they say finding the right setup at some times at some of these intermediate tracks is like trying to put the car right down on a razor blade trying to find the edge of it you can be too loose or too tight and right now they've been fighting the too loose battle in the newman pit all afternoon long kind of uh, like his entire 2006 season has been just uh, very problematic the leaders pass the entrance to pit road no takers this time by as we're under the caution flag jimmy johnson leads the banquet 400 again carl edwards falls in line in second with kyle bush third tony stewart fourth and greg biffle is fifth we have 85 laps to go. From Kansas Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Chris Crockett, straight from the NASCAR stands, here with another member of our Toyota racing family, Jason. Hi there. Oh, you seem impatient. Oh, well, I've been holding it in for a while. A while? Since it started. The race? No, the season. Wow. Guess you don't want to miss any action. Nope, I don't. Oh, did you just see Denny Hamlin take the lead? I haven't taken my eyes off him. Jason, you don't look so good. Can I offer you some water? Absolutely not. NASCAR and Toyota Racing. With a family like this, who knows the places we'll go in the playoffs? Learn more at toyotaracing.com. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock or Auto Racing from the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Now's the time to prepare for winter driving with Peak Long Life Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant on sale for $8.99 a gallon after $6 mail-in rebate at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get maximum freeze protection for your car's engine with Peak Long Life Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Still under the caution flag here in the Banquet 400. We're down to 84 laps to go, and Jimmy Johnson at the front of the pack following the pace car around here. It will be another lap or two before we go back under the green flag. Time to remind you about next week at Talladega Super Speedway, the UAW Ford 500. This is the one everyone has been saying will be the wild race in the chase to the NASCAR Nextel Cup. So wild because, number one, it's Talladega. Number two, they have brand-new asphalt. And the drivers who have tested there have said it's very, very smooth. And they've predicted four and five wide racing. 
It's going to be pretty fantastic. Plus, the trucks are racing there for the first time ever in the John Deere 250. MRN radio coverage starts at Talladega Super Speedway on Friday evening with a special edition of NASCAR Live at 7 Eastern Time. Saturday, Bud Pole qualifying for the UAW Ford at 500. Coverage starts at 12 noon. And later on Saturday afternoon, the John Deere 250 for the trucks at 2.45 Eastern Time. A week from today, the UAW Ford 500, 1.30 Eastern Time. Good tickets are still available for all the weekend's activities at Talladega. Get yours at racetickets.com. From there, we move on to the Martinsville Speedway. That'll be on the weekend of October the 22nd for the Subway 500 and the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the Kroger 200. Tickets are available for those events as well. Some great races coming up here in the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. And again, if you can be there, you're going to see some great race. And if not, we'll have it for you right here as always on MRN Radio. It'll be a wild one when we go to Talladega. It always is, and maybe even more so this time with new pavement. Jimmy Johnson is the leader. Carl Edwards is second. Kyle Busch is third. Tony Stewart's fourth. And Greg Biffle is fifth. Mark Martin is going to restart sixth. Jeff Burton, seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr., eighth. Casey Kane, ninth. And tenth is Jeff Gordon. Despite Ryan Newman's problems that he's had all day long, he is still showing on the lead lap in 26th position. Amazing. And Kevin Harvick, after struggling all afternoon, he's back up there close to the top 10, restarting in the 12th position. Good move for Harvick. They've been working hard on that car all day, and apparently, finally, it's starting to pay off. Other chase contenders, Denny Hamlin, who spun a while back. He's still up there in the top 20, currently 17th for the restart. And Matt Kenseth, after all the changes they've made, he is currently in the 22nd position. Going back onto the green flag with 82 laps to go in the back. Banquet 400, Jimmy Johnson leads the pack across the start-finish line. He's on the gas trying to get away from Carl Edwards. He does by a couple of car lengths, and now it's Kyle Busch putting pressure on Carl for second. First lap car downstairs is David Strummy. Top three clear him immediately, and immediately it's Kyle Busch on the attack. To the outside lane, challenging Carl Edwards for second. Kyle Busch climbs to the outside lane, puts the pass on Carl Edwards, grabs the spot, and now goes after race leader Jimmy Johnson. Midway through first three and four, Johnson leads by two Carl Carl Edwards not about to give up that spot. For a moment, he hung on to it at the bottom of the racetrack. His car's working real good there, but that two-tire stop, I think, a moment ago, is really going to hurt him before it's over. He goes back into one. As the laps wind down, Carl Edwards will have to pay the piper the longer we go on this run. The next guy he's going to have to worry about is Tony Stewart, who's right on the bottom and digging for third place. And behind Tony Stewart, you've got to worry about Greg Biffle just making a three-wide power move going into turn one. Last lap, he's in hot pursuit. Here goes Tony Stewart in front of him, though, going after Carl Edwards for third. Stewart's got a little ways to go before he gets to Carl Edwards. Let's go a little further back in the field where Casey Kane is in nearly a four-wide move off turn four. He and Dale Hart Jr., along with Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, and Mark Martin, all trying to thread their way through heavy traffic. Martin tried to go three wide up the middle, decided not to try and push that point. He falls back. Here's Casey Kane to the inside on Dale Jr. with Jeff Burton right behind. Up front, Tony Stewart to the outside of Carl Edwards. He goes to third, and Stewart wants more. He wants the second spot from Kyle Busch as they race to the front straightaway. It's going to take him a lap or two to get up there and, and get Kyle Busch in a position to where he might be able to get around him inside or outside. Let's drop back again to that battle Joe was talking about a moment ago. It is a good one going back off into turn number one. Jeff Burton, Mark Martin, Casey Mears, Martin Truex Jr., Jeff Gordon still in the mix over there in turn two. Dale Jr. leads the charge to the outside, moving around the lap car of Tony Reigns. Jeff Burton right behind him. He's got Casey Kane to his inside. But the problem for Kane is Tony Reigns, the lap car directly in front of him. Casey Mears to his outside. For now, Casey Kane is 
trapped in traffic. Casey Kane running in the eighth position. He's got the lap car of Tony Raines in front of him, actually down to the inside. Casey Mears directly in front of him. That's allowing Dale Hart Jr. and Jeff Gordon to pull away. Jeff Burton is right there as well. They split out of that group. They've left Casey Kane a couple of car lengths behind. Kane with Mark Martin right behind him. Still trying to bust out of that pack. Jeff Gordon, who looks down low. Further up, Greg Biffle drops to the inside of Carl Edwards. Side-by-side Ford battle there. Greg Biffle will take the spot and now race in the fourth position. While all that goes on back there from about sixth place on back, the front of the field gets even further apart. Jimmy Johnson is pulled away from Kyle Busch by one and one-tenth seconds. Tony Stewart is with the second and eight-tenths back. But they're not gaining any ground on Jimmy Johnson in turn two. Boy, a close call for Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the front straightaway a moment ago. The lap car of Casey Mears went four wide to the inside. They put the squeeze on Jr. and he had to back the Budweiser Chevrolet out in a hurry. And now he is still trapped in that traffic. Got David Stremme around him. Also Robbie Gordon. For now, Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes into turn three. Splitting the difference in the racetrack. Still in stumps in lap traffic. Jr. pulling up on Casey Mears, who's actually running in the seventh position. We've not talked about Casey all afternoon, so you kind of assume, okay, he must be a lap down, but he's having a great afternoon, and Junior's trying to chase him down in turn one. Junior's going to jump to the bottom of the racetrack, try and take some open racetrack, and use it to power his way under Casey Mears, but Mears will have none out of it. Holds him off out of two. Texaco Haviland Dodge, very strong to the back straightaway, able to hold off Dale Earnhardt Jr. by a car length, maybe two. As Mears goes up the racetrack in turn number three, Dale Jr. drops one lane lower, trying to get the better run. Jeff Burton also goes right down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll gain another couple of positions as he moves around and heads back up to the front of the field. We have 75 laps to go. Let's take a look at the rundown. Jimmy Johnson is the leader. Kyle Busch is second. Tony Stewart's third. Greg Biffle fourth. And Carl Edwards fifth as they mix it up on the speedway. Jeff Burton is sixth. Casey Mears is seventh. Eighth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ninth is Casey Kane. Rest of the top 20. Jeff Gordon is 10th. Mark Martin's 11th. Martin Truex Jr. is 12th. Kevin Harvick's 13th. Dale Jarrett is 14th. And 15th is Brian Vickers. 16th is Denny Hamilton. 17th is J.J. Yaley. Joe Nemechek's up to 18th. Bobby Labonte, 19th. And 20th is Kenny Schrader. Running in 21st is David Gilliland. Even after spinning earlier this afternoon, he's made a good comeback. 22nd, Kurt Busch. And 23rd is Matt Kenseth. Brian Newman, 24th. And 25th is Sterling Marlin. 26th is Travis Quapple. 27th is Clint Boyer. Bill Elliott runs in 28th. Dave Blaney is in 29th. And Jeff Green, 30th. 31st is Tony Raines. 32nd, David Strimmey. Kyle Petty is 33rd. 34th, Kenny Wallace. And 35th, Scott Riggs. Robbie Gordon's in 36th. Terry Labonte is 37th. Todd Cleaver, 38th. Michael Waltrip, 39th. And in 40th is Chad Chaffin. 41st is Elliot Sadler. Jamie McMurray out of the race. Scored 42nd. Reed Sorensen out of the race. He is in 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard at lap 194. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Trouble in turn two. David Strenny up in the wall. Grazes it with the right rear of the Lone Star Dodge. J.J. Yaley gets away a little bit tougher. He pounds the wall. Has done some heavy damage to the left-hand side. Particularly the left rear of the Interstate Battery Chevrolet. Caution on the speed way at lap 195. Let's go back to turn two. Two car incident, Barney. David Stremme and J.J. Yaley. Stremme got away much easier. He's got moderate damage on his machine. J.J. Yaley, though, as he trails down the back straightaway. Heavy damage left-hand side, particularly the left rear corner where he's pushed the trunk right up to about the rear window on that Chevrolet. Caution at lap 195. 
Pit stops the order of the day under this caution. Adam Alexander. The question, two tires or four on this trip down the pit lane. The call for Kyle Busch, four tires in in front of him. Jeff Burton just in front of him. And the number one pit stall, Casey Kane. All these teams going to go for four tires. The quickest away going to be Kyle Busch. He gets out just behind Jimmy Johnson. Carl Edwards pitting. Also in Denny Hamblin, the machine of Kevin Harvick and Joe Nemechek. These guys will need one more stop to go the distance. The stop's taking place at lap 196. Steve Post. All the same strategy here. Jimmy Johnson, four tires, topped it off with racing fuel, the low Chevrolet, the first one down and away. Very, very good pit stop by the Chad Knauss-led crew. Also in, Dale Earnhardt Jr. getting pit work. Ryan Newman, Dale Jarrett, Martin Truex Jr. having a nice run. Bobby Labonte and David Gilliland, all lead lap cars here getting pit service. Alex Hayden. 13.70 seconds on the stop for Greg Biffle. Likewise with Tony Stewart. Four tires, Sonoka Racing Gasoline, the same story for Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin, a great run today, too. He got four fresh Goodyears. Matt Kenseth made pit stop number 14 on the day, made a shock absorber adjustment on the right front. Bill Elliott also on pit road for service at the turn four end of pit lane. Jimmy Johnson was first out of the pits. Kyle Busch comes out second. Greg Biffle third. Tony Stewart fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. fifth. Jeff Burton sixth. Dave Blaney seventh. Carl Edwards eighth. Casey Kane ninth. And tenth was Casey Mears. And that's the way they came off pit road, brought to you by AAA. Book a vacation, plan a road trip, buy life insurance, take out a car loan. You can do that all in one pit stop. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Barney, at the beginning of our broadcast today, we talked about how important the work the guys on pit road do today would be to the chances of their success. And uh, the decisions they make there certainly bear a lot on the outcome of the race. Some of the teams have really been putting in some man hours down there on pit road. We talk about Kevin Harvick. They made a number of stops. And uh, Alex Hayden, you were talking about Matt Kenseth. The number of stops he's made compared to everybody else. Phenomenal. It is, Joe. 14. Make that 15 pit stops for Matt Kenseth in this race. Other drivers on the lead lap that have been running at the front. For instance, Jeff Gordon has been on pit road a total of seven times. So that gives you an idea of just how many times they've come down pit lane and Robbie Reiser and that team going over the wall trying to fix the handling of that car it continues to be a very loose race car but Matt Kenseth not giving up nor are the pit crew trying to get a championship it would be his second tell you, these guys these pit crews don't do not get half the credit that they should I mean it's always about the driver more more times than not he finished first he finished fifth he did had a good run today and whatever but without those guys behind the scenes that uh, really bust their butt every weekend not only at the racetrack but they normally do it about four or five days a week at the shop sure they're they're busy guys and they don't have the luxury that the drivers have of hopping on a plane and flying home at the end of the day you know these guys uh, fly commercial in some cases the roush team of course they have their own plane for the team members but uh, life is not quite as uh, exciting and bright for the crew members as it is for some of the drivers out here and again they don't get anywhere near the kind of credit they deserve for what they do but matt kenseth's team has certainly uh, turned in the hours today and they've got him uh, still in position to not lose a whole lot of ground going in to uh, the fourth race of the uh, chase next week at Talladega Super Speedway. We're about ready to go back under the green flag. It will be 68 laps remaining in the banquet 400. Jimmy Johnson at the front of the pack. Here's a guy who really needs to turn things up after the first two races of the chase have not gone well for him. But can he stay up there? He's back under the green flag trying to pull away from Greg Biffle in turn one. Jimmy Johnson gets away by about a car length as they make their way around the lap machine of Jeff Green. Not a great restart for Tony Stewart. He's still about five car lengths back with a trunk full of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Lead lap cars working their way to the outside of the cars a lap or more down and watching the battle for the lead. Right now it's separated by four car lengths, but Greg Biffle's trying to shut that down. Jimmy Johnson goes to the top of the racetrack. Greg Biffle goes all the way to the bottom. 
bottom. Greg had a good run down at the bottom of the racetrack, but not quite good enough to get around Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy's made that car work exceptionally well in both ends of the racetrack in the high groove for the better part of the day. Front six now have broken free, and the battle is at the front of the pack. Here comes Biffle down to the bottom. Plenty of open racetrack. Put the wheel to the inside, and we'll go side by side with Jimmy Johnson. Ford and Chevy wheel to wheel for the lead, leaning on each other, coming off the end of the back chute. Greg Biffle's Ford down low to the inside of Jimmy Johnson Chevrolet. Biffle with a finger out in front, slides up and tries to take the lead from Jimmy Johnson. Greg Biffle puts that Ford Fusion out front here this afternoon for the first time today, and will lead at lap 201. Meanwhile, Kyle Busch was too fast on pit road. That's why he's not up front. He had to go to the rear for the restart. Greg Biffle in charge in the banquet 400 with 67 laps to go. J.J. Yaley is in the garage. Alex Hayden's with him. And J.J. not where he wants to be right now here in Kansas. What happened on the racetrack, J.J.? Uh, I got pinned in behind a 40 car. Uh, we were really good on the bottom. I wasn't as good on the middle, so... Uh, after I got pinned in there, I got underneath Shremmy going out front straightaway. Thought I had him cleared. Uh, he raced me back down front straightaway for some reason. And uh, as we went into one to 38, Dovin out of nowhere got me loose. And uh, from there, wrecked a brand new race car. It's just real unfortunate. There's a lot of racing left to do. Uh, I don't know why Shremmy was racing me so hard, but uh, I, I, you can't change much about it. We just have to go on next week. Certainly disappointed. The Ray Bestest Rookie of the Year contender, J.J. Yaley, out of the race. Good race for the lead. It's swapped back and forth a couple of times the last few laps. Pick it up in turn one. Jimmy Johnson takes it away, coming out of four. Greg Biffle's got ideas about taking it back, coming out of turn two, but he's not quite strong enough on the bottom this time. Greg Biffle can't get it done coming off the second corner. He's got to fall back in line and follow Jimmy Johnson back to turn three. Jimmy Johnson now leads the way. Biffle in second. Here's Tony Stewart and Jeff Burton. They've gotten by Dale Earnhardt Jr., who had a problem last Lap off turn number four. Further back in the field, Jeff Gordon works to the outside of traffic, trying to come back up to the front of the field. He's been outside the top ten over the last half hour or so, but now starting to work his way closer to the front of the field. And Denny Hamlin recovering from lost ground. He's up to 12th now. Hamlin's made a nice comeback from that earlier problem. He's down on the bottom of the racetrack, making his way underneath the Brian Vickers machine. He's been clawing his way through traffic. Right now he's trying to pass the Garnier Fruti Chevrolet of Brian Vickers. Further to the front, here's Casey Mears going to work on Dale Earnhardt Jr. As the leaders go to the front straightaway. Hit the front straightaway and cross the line. Talking about Denny Hamlin at one point here this afternoon. I think they would have settled for maybe just anything inside the top 20, but have they bounced back all the way up to 12th? Pretty good day for them. Lead still a good one over a battle for the lead, I should say, in turn two. Got a car length between Jimmy Johnson and Greg Biffle. Ten more to Tony Stewart. Three more to Jeff Burton and four. Leaders starting to spread themselves out now. Everyone getting a little elbow room. Dale Earnhardt Jr., though, further back in the leaderboard. Getting some pressure from Casey Mears. Here's the Texaco Havilland Dodge closing in on the Budweiser Chevrolet. Mears pulls up on Dale Earnhardt Jr., looks to the inside of that Budweiser Chevy coming off turn number four. Not quite able to stick it down to the low side of the racetrack. He falls in behind him, looks again in turn one. Let's see if he can make the move. Not done with the challenge yet. He'll go to the bottom of the racetrack as Dale Jr. climbs the banking. Putting a wheel inside is Casey Mears, but he slips a little off too, and that lets Earnhardt get away. That's the battle for the seventh position. Earnhardt in seventh, Casey Mears in eighth. They come to the entrance of turn number three, two car lengths apart. Mears not able to gain any ground. He'll follow Earnhardt back to the corner. 28 cars still showing on the lead lap, despite that the the fact all day long is hard to believe how many cars had missed the setup here at one time or another, but there's still competition's been pretty good. Let's take a quick look at the top five. Jimmy Johnson hanging on to the lead. Greg Biffle 
Five have taken away from him. Tony Stewart's getting closer in third. Jeff Burton fourth, and Carl Edwards make up the top five. And Barney, surprisingly, not a whole lot of change as far as the championship point standings concerned. Only two positions have changed from the start of the race this afternoon. Mark Martin has moved up to fifth, and Kevin Harvick dropped a spot into the sixth position. Otherwise, everybody is lined up exactly as they were coming in today. Jeff Burton's lead over Jeff Gordon is 37 points now. Matt Kenseth is in third, 80 points back. It's a total of 214 among the top 10 of the championship point standings as of this moment. We've had 18 lead changes among 12 different drivers today and 11 caution flags have waved in the running of the banquet 400. Jimmy Johnson's lead is now eight-tenths of a second over Greg Biffle. Out of the race, the cars of J.J. Yaley, Jamie McMurray, and Reed Sorensen. This mid-race update brought to you by AAA. Race car drivers trust their pit crews. Make sure you have a pit crew you can trust. AAA, travel, automotive, insurance, and much more. Your AAA pit crew keeps you on track. Join today. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. When we came on the air this afternoon, we talked about one of the keys maybe to winning or going to victory lane here, at least in and up at the top finish, was gas mileage. You had to play in your cards pretty close on that one. Adam Alexander, where do we stand in that situation right now? Well, Barney, these guys are going to be very, very tight as far as uh, fuel mileage is concerned. They last pitted uh, at lap 196, and that would mean they would have to go 71 laps on a load of fuel. That's more than what anyone indicated they would be able to go prior to today's race. But I heard one crew chief talking about conserving fuel on this run, and if they're able to do that and maybe they get a caution, they may have a chance to go the distance. Meanwhile, the pit crew for Denny Hamlin on the wall, perhaps an issue with a FedEx Chevrolet. We'll follow up there in just a moment. Jimmy Johnson starts uh, trying to stretch out his lead a little bit. He's got up to seven-tenths of a second over Greg Biffle. After passing him back at lap 203, we're now at lap 211. And as we said, they're starting to spread out a little bit. Maybe the closest battle is Carl Edwards starting to sneak up on Jeff Burton in turn one. Yeah, he's right there now, and he will dive to the bottom of the racetrack, try to make the move on Jeff Burton, who's been running about a sheet of paper from the safer barrier all afternoon, and that'll keep him up front in the fourth position for the moment. That is the fight for fourth. Jeff Burton and Carl Edwards. Here's Burton at the entrance of turn three, swinging it way at the racetrack, and this time Carl Edwards will follow him through. Carl Edwards has made a pretty good scramble all day long. He got way behind a couple of times. We're giving runs down. Remember, he was way outside the top 25, but they have bounced back pretty good. His cup season has been kind of up and down, uh, kind of hit and miss, as we've said uh, from time to time. But he's doing pretty well here today. Carney, Denny Hamlin's coming off the pace, hitting the pit lane, lap 212 for Denny Hamlin, who spun earlier this afternoon back at lap 152. He was maintaining a spot in the top 15. Now he's headed to pit road. Let's see what the story is there. Back near the 30th position earlier today, Joe, when he had that issue you talked about spinning on the racetrack, a vibration on the car, so they elected to come on down and make the pit stop. Chassis adjustment in the right rear gives up a position in the top 15 for this unscheduled stop. That's the bad news. The good news is they can go the distance from here on fuel, and if everyone has to come down and this thing stays green, he could be okay. But a tough break at this point for Denny Hamlin. Unscheduled service at lap 213. Things work out a bad thing could become a good thing for rookie driver Denny Hamlin. Jimmy Johnson leads Greg Biffle. Jeff Burton is third. Tony Stewart fourth and Carl Edwards fifth. The good race now on the back straightaway is from sixth on back. Casey Kane, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey Mears there. Here goes Earnhardt to the top of the racetrack. Trying to squeeze around the outside of Casey Kane. He'll do that in turn four. 
car. You know what Dale Jr. has done everything but scrape the wall up there, but really made that car work. Got a good run through the corner, and he'll get around Casey Kane to take over the position. Going back into turn number one, he has picked up sixth place, dropping Kane back to seventh and Casey to eighth. Casey Mears in the number eight position, just following in the tire tracks now of Casey Kane. He'll take a look to the inside, but not close enough to make the challenge off two. Single file formation down the back straightaway for that battle there as Casey Kane feels the heat from Casey Mears. Everybody goes to the top of the racetrack. Junior almost scrapes the wall. Kane almost does the same, and Mears cuts it to the bottom. Seventh place battle we're talking about now. Casey Kane trying to hold off Casey Mears. Behind them by maybe... A full second, I guess, is Jeff Gordon. And once again, he's starting to close in. Trying to reel in that pack right now and make the late run right in front of him, though. The battle is heating up. Casey Mears is on the attack, working all over the back bumper of Casey Kane. He's trying it on the outside, and he's trying it down to the inside. And for now, he has to follow the UAW Dodge Dealers Dodge off the end of the back straightaway. Now Casey Kane slides up. Here's Mears again, cutting it to the bottom, trying to get a fender up alongside. Casey dropped down to the inside, tried to get a run coming off the corner couldn't do it and just moves in on the rear bumper of Casey Kane as they go back to turn number one let's see if that one's over Kane runs right up on top of the racetrack inches from the wall he'll give Casey Mears everything else from the left hand side but Mears just unable to get the momentum downstairs that's because Kane is just so strong off the corners and as they race down the back straightaway Michael Waltrip makes contact with the wall here at turn number three sorts it out and continues on but the battle continues between Kane and Mears Mears looks to the inside, coming off turn four, tries to plant his car there. It will not stick. He'll fall back in line behind Casey Kane for now. A little bit further back is Martin Truex Jr. He's riding along in the 10th position, coming off his best finish of the year last week at Dover International Speedway, where he finished in the 6th position. It's not a, not a bad day at all today for Martin Truex Jr., is it Steve Post? Now having a nice run here. Really, really steady, and they wanted to keep that momentum from last week. That 6th place won his career best finish thus far in his Ray Bester's Rookie of the Year season. A lot of people had him penciled in as the rookie champion. Little did we realize that Denny Hamlin would be such a such a super rookie. But Martin having a nice run here. They've been fighting a tight condition on the Bass Pro Shop Tracker Boat Chevrolet. That means the nose of the car wants to slide up and they keep working on it. Kevin Bonoman and his crew chief, they've been together for a few years. They've won a couple Bush Series championships together. Have a lot of history together and they're working on it right now looking at their second straight top ten finish with a good run here this afternoon at Kansas. Had a pretty good run all day for that matter. Kind of looking back at the points chase we were talking about a moment ago. Jimmy Johnson is one of the drivers, Joe told you, that really needed to gain some points here. He had had a couple, well, he had one really bad finish, finished 39th, and he had a 13th place finish that had dropped him all the way back to 8th in points. He was one of the drivers that really needed to make up some ground here today. Casey Kane was another. Casey was ninth coming in today. He had had two finishes of 38th and 16th, and Kyle Busch was back in 10th. He had had the worst finishes, two in a row to speak of, 40th and 38th. But he's going to end up and pick up maybe a little bit of points here today. But for Jimmy Johnson, it's going to be a big day if he can stay up there and go to victory lane. Exactly what the doctor ordered for Jimmy Johnson to try to bounce back. As we said, you know, he was so strong for most of this season, led the championship point standings for most of the way throughout the summer months. And then when it really matters, things have started to go awry for the Lowe's team. They've only had one top ten in the last seven weeks and that was at Bristol Motor Speedway where he finished in the 10th spot. A lot of bad luck there. So hopefully they've caught up with things and uh, got it all turned around at Hendrick Motorsports when it matters most here. We're down to seven races to go after today's Banquet 400. 41 laps remain to be run. Make that 40 laps right now as we 
take a look at the scoreboard here. They're winding down, 40 laps to go. Still the question up in the air, if this race stays green, will somebody gamble out there on fuel? We're down to 36 laps to go. No change in the top 10 for the moment. Still Jimmy Johnson very much in command at the front of the field. Jeff Burton's been trying to run him down, but he's got a long ways to go. He's four and eight-tenths seconds behind him. Greg Biffle is even further back in third. Tony Stewart. Tony's put on a pretty good show here this afternoon. He currently up in fourth, and Carl Edwards is fifth. And Dave Moody, you've had a chance to see him make some of those moves over there. He'll always do one or two moves in every race he's in. I don't care if he's leading or whatever. There'll be an, an opening there that you think nobody's going to get through. He'll take it, and he'll make it. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's good to take your breath away about twice every afternoon, Barney. Been right on schedule this afternoon as well. Fun to watch. Even when the leaders get spread out and he's running by himself, you watch him long enough, and he'll make a move getting through lap cars that will just amaze you. Kyle Busch has moved up to 15th now, and Jeff Gordon has picked up a spot. Even uh, Casey Kane had a good race going on for eighth for about uh, four laps there. Jeff finally got by, and now he moves up a spot again in the eighth position. Jimmy Johnson, though, continues to lead. Get ready for fall at the NASCAR.com Superstore. You'll find the largest selection of officially licensed NASCAR outerwear. You can find your favorite driver jacket and everything from leather to twill in men's, ladies, and youth sizes. Plus, for one week only, you can get free shipping on select outerwear styles only at the NASCAR.com Superstore. Well, we told you there was likely that we would come down to a fuel mileage situation here today. And the question now in everyone's mind, can anyone make it to the finish with 33 laps remaining? Let's find out as we take a sweep through the pits. Brought to you by Craftsman. Craftsman tools are the official tools of NASCAR. Craftsman, available at Sears. Adam Alexander, anybody in your area going to run for it? Well, not that I know of, Joe. Most of these guys saying they definitely are somewhere in the neighborhood of three to five laps short. And when you look at guys who are in contention for a championship, the last thing they want to do is chance it on fuel. I talked to Scott Miller, crew chief for Jeff Burton. He said they're short. I talked to Todd Barrier, Jeff's uh, crew chief for Kevin Harvick, Jeff's teammate he said they are five laps short so those guys won't take a chance now wally brown is the crew chief for carl edwards he said they are two laps short not a chase contender perhaps someone like that would roll the dice and go after it but you can well bet those guys in the top 10 who are assured they can't make it all the way will come through splash the fuel tank maybe take two tires before this race is over but i don't think any of the chase contenders are going to try to go the distance steve post adam it's the same story here on the midsection of pit road chad can i say about five laps short. He's the leader. A lot of times they follow the leader. Chad has to figure out what to do. Do you wait, come in late, put yourself in a spot where someone comes in early and maybe gets a faster race car and gets up there and challenges you? The problem with coming in early is you come down pit road and have a caution that sets you back. It's a big, big decision that Chad Canals has to make, but I w- I'm with you on it. None of the chase drivers here on the midsection of pit road, I believe, can make it or nor willing to take the gamble. Everybody was hoping for maybe a caution or two. That might have made it more of a question, but I do believe you're going to see them all on pit road. I think you might see some gas only and two-tire pit stops here as we come down the stretch run. Alex Hayden? Well, Steve, one of the first ones we expect to see down here making a short pitting effort will be Matt Kenseth. They've been struggling all afternoon. It's been well documented. They just fell a lap down, and after all those pit stops, they just now go a lap down, so Robbie Reiser gets up. Cruz traps the helmets on to get the pit sign out. They're going to try to short pit. Nothing to lose here. They've worked their way up to the 22nd position. Other drivers are keeping an eye on a great run today for Casey Mears. Started 33rd. He's got the Texaco Haviland up to the number seven spot. He was eighth here last year, comes in 15th in points, and now Jeff Gordon has a problem on the front straightaway. 
Jeff Gordon off the, off the pace coming across the line. He had just picked up a couple of spots, was closing in on seventh place Casey Mears, and now he slows on the racetrack. Again, one of the championship contenders in trouble. Jeff Gordon is off the pace. We'll follow up there in a few moments as he tries to limp back around the racetrack. I don't know if he's going to make it or not, Dave. Running very, very slowly, Joe. It, it appears that the car is not under power. As he passes our position, the lights are out under the hood of the DuPont Chevrolet. Jeff Gordon rolling at about oh, maybe five miles an hour at the end of the turn number two, and it's going to be a long roll back to pit road. Let's go to his pit. And the problem with Jeff Gordon reporting on the radio, I have no fuel pressure. Jeff Gordon pitted back on lap 197. They filled the fuel cell up. He should not be out of gas. They should have enough gas to go at least 15 or 20 more laps. Jeff Gordon on the radio says no fuel pressure in the DuPont Chevrolet. Agonizingly creeps into turn number three. Not real sure he's going to be able to make it all the way back to the pits. He's on the apron of the racetrack over there, the, the uh, road that leads into the pits. He's still moving, but very, very slowly. Mike's he going to make it? Uh, hard to tell, Barney, but wait a minute. Help is on the way. Here comes Terry Labonte, a Hendrick Motorsports teammate, comes off the racetrack, and he's going to push Jeff Gordon to pit road. Jeff Gordon probably would not have made it back to the pit lane, but now he gets assistance from Terry Labonte, who's driving the number 44 GMAC Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports today. Well, AAA service here at the racetrack. Help from Terry Labonte pushing Jeff Gordon in pit road in front of Alex Hayden. And this crowd here at Kansas Speedway on their feet applauding and cheering Terry Labonte's effort. The hood is up on the DuPont Chevrolet. They put, put gasoline in it. Jeff Gordon communicating with some of the team members. Crew still trying to figure out exactly what the problem is. Diagnosing the situation. Now they're going to reach around. Not quite sure what the problem is, Joe. They're still trying to diagnose what it is. A couple of the crew members' heads begin to shake back and forth. The engine comes to life down here on pit road. Jeff Gordon, after getting a couple of cans of Sonoka racing gasoline, is down and away. Meanwhile, just in front of him, here comes Matt Kenseth. Kenseth on pit road. He'll go to the right side. The team does. It'll be a four-tire change. Chassis adjustment for the new Ford. Matt Kenseth on pit road as Jeff Gordon goes by. Now Gordon makes the left turn. Jeff Gordon going behind the wall as Matt Kenseth another championship contender is down and away. Gordon is out on pit road, but the car apparently has stalled again. I'm sure the crew is shaking their heads. What in the world could be wrong? As they said, they had probably another 15 laps of worth of fuel or should have the way they figured it. But apparently this problem is not just uh, out of fuel. It is in the engine and it will not fire, apparently, because it has died and stalled on pit road. Now they're pushing him back up to his pit down there. Let's go back downstairs. And here comes the team. It's going to be the Hendrick teammates of Terry Labonte's team. They got the assist from Labonte on the racetrack. The Terry Labonte pit crew now helps push the DuPont Chevrolet back. Not back far enough. They have to push it back one more time to make the left-hand turn behind the wall. It's a team effort for Hendrick Motorsports. They continue to pour ether down into the air cow, trying to get something to make that engine fire. They make it stop right here, and quickly the trunk goes up. They're looking at the way the fuel filter is. Other problems with Jeff Gordon now as the crew looks underneath the hood and the trunk. Jeff Gordon behind the wall at Kansas. Joe, he had looked like he was bulletproof in the first two races mm -hmm. for the next Hell Cup. He had finished third in both of those. Bad, bad day for him here. All the riders were saying Jeff Gordon's got to look out for. He's a sleeper. He'll sneak his way back in. He'll go to Kansas where he's won twice before. It just goes to show you never can tell anything can happen in this game. And for Jeff Gordon, a championship contender, a huge setback here today. Again, seven races to go. He's got a chance to make up for it. And especially uh, in his favor, the fact, as you said, his first two races in the chase did not have that bad a result. 
Greg Biffle going to be one of the first cars of the uh, drivers out there on fuel to come in and get a tank of fuel. Let's see if we can get a quick word about his stop. Barney was lap 249 for Greg Biffle. Right side only tires and putting the fuel in it enough to get to the distance. Doug Richard and the crew have sent their driver back up onto the track. He's good to go to the finish of today's race. Alex Hayden is back in the garage where Jeff Gordon's car has been pushed. They're still working on it. Hope to get him back in there even to make a few laps. Indeed they are Barney, but uh, actually the bad news is now Jeff Gordon's just taking the helmet off. Helmet is off. Steering wheel has been slammed up on the dashboard. Crew continues to look up underneath the hood. They did pop the trunk, look up under, underneath there, undid a couple of fuel lines where the fuel filter is, thinking it may have been clogged, but it was not. Gasoline was running there, and they're back concentrating under the hood, but Jeff Gordon has the helmet off. Steering wheel is off. He's wiping his face down. Jeff Gordon very dejected as he still sits aboard the DuPont Chevrolet. We had talked about fuel mileage being an issue here, but again, this is very, very early for that to occur. As uh, Adam Alexander reported, it should be about uh, maybe five laps short on the fuel in this situation with Jeff Gordon was not related to the fact that they were getting close to their window to come in. Something apparently has gone wrong in the fueling system on the DuPont Chevrolet. Here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the pit road to make his final stop of the day. I'm sure that uh, Gordon's problem has certainly uh, risen with fear in all these guys about maybe any thoughts of going all the way. Jr., the first of the guys up front to come in and make a stop. He's in front of Steve Post. He hits his mark. The crew around to the right side. One can of Sunoco Racing Fuel is already inserted in the car. Going to be right side tires. The, just the one can of Sunoco Racing Fuel. The crew gets out of the way. Junior accelerates down and away. Dale Earnhardt Jr. completes his pit work here at Kansas on lap 253. And we should see more pit stops coming up here very shortly because we're down to just 14 laps remaining to be run. Tony Stewart's worked his way around Carl Edwards a little bit earlier. He's now scooted up into third place. Back to quick look at the top five. Still Jimmy Johnson the leader. Jeff Burton running second. Tony Stewart third. Carl Edwards fourth and Casey Mears the rest of the top five. Here's Martin Truex Jr. on pit road. Truex, another one of the DEI car, brings the Bass Pro Shop tracker boat Chevrolet in. It looks like it's going to be a similar pit strategy there. Right side tires, one can of racing fuel. Martin Truex down and away. Martin Truex Jr. will take his car back onto the racetrack. We're looking to see where Jeff Gordon is going to sandwich in right now. Out of the race, he is back in 39th position, and uh, don't know. If, I don't think he's going to lose another spot because there are enough laps left. Only 13 remaining to be run, so he's not going to lose all that much. And he can afford because, as we said a moment ago, his two two chase races thus far has finished third in both of those. And you can have one bad finish and still have a shot at the championship. In the case of uh, Kyle Busch moving up even more throughout the field, he's had two bad races, and so he desperately needs a good one today, and currently he's in the ninth spot. Here's Kevin Harvick coming off the racetrack. He'll make his final stop on lap 255. He's rallied back from a lot of early race problems and an ill-handling race car, Joe. 255, the lap number when Harvick will come in. Right side tires only. They top off the fuel tank, and the Reese Chevrolet rejoins the field. Still waiting for Jimmy Johnson or Jeff Burton or Tony Stewart or Carl Edwards or Casey Mears, the rest of the top five, the way they're running right now. Then Casey Kane is back there in sixth. Mark Martin is seventh. Dale Jarrett is eighth. Dale's going to have a good finish here today. In ninth is Kyle Busch, and Brian Vickers has worked his way up to tenth. Let's go down to Ellix. Jeff Gordon sitting on the back of the hauler. Jeff, what's the problem? I don't know. Uh, you know, we just lost fuel pressure some way, somehow. Was it the, the camshaft, which is what we thought might be originally, but... Uh, you know, it's a disappointing day, obviously, and, and you know, we're going to we gotta go for broke now. You know, we don't have a choice, and it's unfortunate. We were, you know, had two good start finishes, uh, the first two, and now we don't, and so we're in the same boat as the rest of those guys back there. 
That's Jeff Gordon, obviously dejected as he sits on the hauler back here in the garage area. Tough break for Jeff, but his teammates doing really well. Jimmy Johnson continues showing the way and has a four-and-a-half-second lead over Jeff Burton as we're down to ten laps to go in the banquet 400. Tony Stewart's third, Carl Edwards fourth, Casey Mears is fifth currently with Casey Kane sixth, Mark Martin seventh, Dale Jarrett eighth, ninth is Kyle Busch, and tenth, Brian Vickers. Clint Boyer runs at eleventh, David Gilliland twelfth, Dale Hart Jr. is 13th, Greg Biffle 14th, and Ken Schrader runs in the 15th. That's where they are with now nine laps to go and more lead lap cars coming down the pit lane. Here comes Jeff Burton and David Gilliland. They'll make their stops at lap 258. Jeff Burton slows down to 35 miles per hour. Heads down to make his final stop of the day just for fuel, and I'm sure they'll send him back on his way. Let's cover the stop. One week ago, a winner at Dover. Richard Childress got his 15th win of the year yesterday when Harvick went to victory lane in the bush race. It's going to be right side tires for Jeff Burton and top off the fuel tank looking for another top five finish and a chance to maintain the points lead. Burton away at lap 258. Waiting right now, getting uh, down to just eight laps to go is to see if Jimmy Johnson, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, maybe uh, Casey Mears, Casey Kane, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, Kyle Busch, and Brian Vickers, all of those guys likely to have to get on the pit road. Now, they were telling us down on pit road a moment ago there was no way to go the distance here at this racetrack from the last pit stop they had made. But we have, over the years, been known uh, for some of the crew chiefs to say they couldn't make it and then stay out there. Now, whether they will or not, we'll have to wait and find out. But the laps are getting down to just a handful left, seven to go. Seven laps to go, and we'll see if uh, Jimmy Johnson can score the victory here today, which will be a huge turnaround for him. Let's check in with Alex Hayden. Well, Joe, right now the first card in the poker face going on down here on pit lane is played by Greg Zipidelli, Tony Stewart's team. They say they can make it now. They're about a half lap shy. He's been saving fuel. Tony Stewart has. They're going to save for a couple more laps, and they're going to tell him to go for it. So Tony Stewart and the Home Depot Chevrolet are going to go for it and try to steal a win on fuel mileage. Tony can gamble a whole lot more than the chase contenders can, that's for sure. Yeah, Carl Edwards um, on the attack. It looked like he was. Instead, Carl will come to pit road, and indeed, Tony stays on the racetrack, makes a real quick move down to the inside to get by Ryan Newman. He stays on the track. We're down to six laps to go. As Carl Edwards comes in, makes his stop, Kurt Busch also comes in to pit road. And again, these cars uh, not contenders in the chase for the next Hell Cup. Let's follow Tony Stewart as he continues to make his way around the racetrack. Here he comes off the end of the back straightaway. Well, trouble for Casey Kane coming on to pit road. He spins his Dodge. The car loops around. Jimmy Johnson was coming down pit road. He saw Kane spin, and Jimmy pulls back on the racetrack. It's right in front of Alex Hayden. And Casey Kane creepingly coming through the grass. He cannot get the car fired. Here comes his teammate teams from uh, Elliot Sadler's crew trying to push him. Casey Kane may be out of gas. The team trying to push him down towards his pit. Casey Kane's pit all the way down towards turn number one. Elliot Sadler's team member trying to push him down. Now a can of ether is in the hand and a sprint is on trying to get Casey Kane to his pit box. Trouble again for one of the championship contenders. Couldn't tell what made him spin up there. Just it looked like he was going to make a normal pit stop and all of a sudden the car looped around. Now here comes Jimmy Johnson in to make a stop. He's not going to gamble. As a long ways down to his pit, they're still pushing Casey Kane, and the laps are winding down in a hurry. Now we're down to just four to go. 
Jimmy Johnson's going to head for his pit. Let's cover the stop. Barney, he's not going to gamble, but this is going to be a timely stop. This particular stop may not be timely. Two cans of fuel, two tires on the right side, and Sonoma Racing Fuel. The problem is, the last time around, Jimmy Johnson was on the apron, ready to come to the pits. He'd already slowed down out on the racetrack when the Casey King car spun in front of him. Johnson hooked it right, went back up onto the speedway, but he gave up. All of that speed carried around the racetrack, so it is going to be interesting to see if that may have cost the Lowe's team the win here this afternoon. So Tony Stewart gets the lead. We're down to three laps to go. The question is, does he have enough fuel? He's over in turn two. And he is just riding right now. He is letting Dale Earnhardt Jr. power by him on the outside. Greg Biffle will go next. Stewart just trying to milk that Chevrolet home. He is trying to get every ounce of fuel he can out of that fuel cell. He lets Dale Earnhardt Jr. go. Now he lets Greg Biffle go. He's got about a half a lap lead over Casey Kane. Down to three laps to go. It'll be two when they cross the line here one more time around. Let's go downstairs to Adam Alexander. Well, Casey Kane was able to make his stop, Barney. Elliot Sadler, as you heard Alex Hayden talk about his crew, Casey's teammate pushed him partway down pit road. Then the Scott Riggs crew jumped over the wall and helped push. Casey was in the number one pit stall, so they had to push him the entire length of pit road. That's somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,000 feet. They were able finally to get him into his pit stall, top off the fuel tank, but a tough break for Casey Kane. Tony Stewart works off turn four, comes down to the line, and we'll see the white flag with one lap to go this afternoon. One more try. One more trip around this mile-and-a-half track, hoping the fuel will hold out. He's in turn one. Just try to nurse the Home Depot Chevrolet home. Any slower, he might be able to get out and walk off the top of turn number two for the final time. Tony Stewart looks like he's out of gas. He begins to wobble on the back chute. Stewart has run dry. He has run dry. He is down to the inside and off the pace. His lead now, a half a lap over Casey Mears and the Home Depot Chevrolet creeping very slowly through turn three, trying to make it to turn four, trying to make it to the checkered flag. Tony Stewart comes rolling slowly off turn number four, trying to make it back to the start-finish line. Casey Mears in position, maybe, to steal one today. It's not going to work. Tony, coast across the line. He will win the Banquet 400. Casey Mears apparently is also out of fuel. He's rolling slowly off turn number four, an opportunity that went up in smoke. He could have won his first victory in the next Hell Cup Series. Instead, Casey Mears also runs out of gas. What a wild one today. Tony Stewart wins. Casey Mears second. Mark Martin finishes third. Dale Jarrett is fourth. Jeff Burton comes in in fifth. Let's go to pit road. Greg Zipidelli, they needed 71 laps. You got 70 and a half laps. Congratulations, Greg. Oh, that was close. But we had nothing to lose. You know, the pressure's off us right now. And, uh, you know, we went to Loudon and we said we were going to win. And we've kind of had that attitude to do whatever we can. We can take those chances. And, uh, you know, we did what we had to do today. Uh, proud of this team. They had a great job. We had a really good car. I mean, we had a top three, four car all day. Um, 48 definitely was a class of the field there at the end. But uh, we did what we had to do. He did what he had to do. And, uh, I had to go see my boys. Greg Zipidelli, Tony Stewart, and the Joe Gibbs Racing Home Depot Chevrolet are headed to Gatorade Victory Lane at Kansas. Plays the fuel strategy and picks up the victory. Tony Stewart wins today, and Casey Mears equals his best finish of the year, a second-place run of the Daytona 500. He's second today here at Kansas Speedway. Oh, 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 oh. 
Improve visibility and save $8 instantly when you replace your worn wiper blades with a pair of Bosch Icon wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get premium blades that ensure clear vision in any weather and save $8 instantly on a pair of Bosch Icon wiper blades at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is quick, efficient, and personal. Unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature espresso drinks, classic coffees, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. With over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road. The last car today continues Tougher, stronger. Smarter. Back at Kansas Speedway this afternoon, a race that we said at the beginning of our broadcast could very well come down to fuel mileage. That's exactly what it did. Tony Stewart rolls across the line, beating Casey Mears, who also rolled across the line, both out of fuel at the finish. Let's go down to Steve Post. Mark Martin standing here, leaning against the AAA Ford after the third place run. Mark, uh, your day. Tell us about it. Well, it was a great run for our guys, uh, AAA and all our team. Uh, we didn't really handle that well since we've been here, and, and they just really fought hard, and I'm proud of this, guys. And uh, We're still in this thing. We're going to fight to the bitter end, man. You guys played the fuel mileage game, made it to the finish. How tough is it to ride slow out there at the end? Yeah, it was all really hard, especially when you said we might could win. I want to step back on it, you know, but uh, it was a great effort by the AAA gr- uh, group of this Ford Fusion. Mark Martin, a third-place run this afternoon. Really a strange, strange finish here at Kansas. Right now it's time to select the MRN Radio Castrol Slick Move of the Race, brought to you by Castrol GTX. To keep your car's power and acceleration, use Castrol GTX, a leading motor oil formulated to give your engine maximum protection from sludge buildup. Castrol GTX. It's more than just oil. It's liquid engineering. Dave Moody? Well, Barney, it was a great day for Tony Stewart and Greg Zipidelli, but I'm going to go big picture with my thinking here. Uh, For Jeff Burton, if you'll remember, he should have been wiped out very early in this race when Ryan Newman spun up the banking, virtually pinned him to the outside wall, but Burton put both feet on the brake pedal, drove it through the firewall, halfway to the radiator, and somehow managed to squeeze by without making any contact with the Ryan Newman car. That probably was the difference between a 40 42nd or 43rd place finish and a top five here today. Add that one up at the end of the season. That could make the difference between champion and also ran. I'll give him my vote. That's a good nomination. Joe? I think I'm going to go with Matt Kenseth. They worked on that car all day long, trying to get him up there with as good a finish as possible, and they salvaged a decent one. He finished in 23rd. Could have been a whole lot worse. I'll go with Matt Kenseth. I'm going to have to go along with Jeff Burton because the move he made did save him, kept him alive in the points championship. You forgot Bagman. Yes, we did. Well, all right, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to go with Jeff Burton because, as Dave Moody explained, I, I just still don't understand how he made it through that wreck. He threw out the parachute. He threw out the anchor. Both feet on the brakes and somehow did not collect Ryan Newman. My vote's going to go to Jeff Burton. And my vote also will go to Jeff Burton, as we said. So our congratulations to Jeff Burton, winner of the MRN Radio Castrol Slick Move of the Race, Castrol GTX. It's not just oil. It's liquid engineering. Let's go back down to pit road. Casey Mears down here has the Mears gang back in the top five. Equals his best finish of his career second. Each was a Daytona. And Casey, just, just about a half lap short, just like Tony. How was your day today? Yeah, I mean, it was good all day. We had a solid day. Uh, you know, it looked like we had about an eighth to 12th place car depending on uh you know what we did with the car chassis wise and uh there at the end we had a good car but but donnie made a good call 
right at the beginning of that run, he decided to go ahead and say, hey, go ahead and start, save some fuel in case we go green. And that's what happened. So it was a good plan and just real proud of all the Texaco Haviland guys. These guys work hard. They work real hard all the time. And the finishes that we've been having this year, they don't deserve it. They deserve better. So I'm, I'm proud of today. From 33rd starting spot to his second top five of the year, Casey Mears second at Kansas. Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. 27th career win for Tony Stewart of the Nextel Cup Series. You've won races at every level, Tony. Is this the first time you've crossed the start-finish line with no gas in the fuel tank? Uh, the first time in the lead. So, uh, you know, we, you know, that's the thing about not being in this race. We can roll the dice. And Zippy said, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, we might as well go for it. So, uh, but he was really hammering on me hard to save fuel and, uh, uh, didn't realize how big a gap we had there. I mean, when we lost the 99 there, the 8 was behind us, and I thought he was for position behind me. So uh, just, uh, you know, I raced last night with a dirt late model, and my ears were still ringing this morning, and I couldn't hardly hear him all day. So uh, part of that's my fault. But, um, you know, when I finally realized we had a 13 or 14-second lead, I was just running part throttle all the way around and, you know, letting the seconds click off, but, you know, trying to just keep momentum in case it did in case it did run out of fuel. We were going to at least be able to coast as far as we could. So, uh pretty happy about that i mean that's cool for this team i mean we uh we're missing being in the chase trust me but it's nice to uh you know finish the day up here with a win and uh, uh you know good weekend for me with fourth in the bush race second at knoxville in the dirt late model last night and uh you know first tonight so uh, old spice and bass pro shops and home depot and chevrolet we all had a good weekend this weekend at what point on the final lap did you know you were out of fuel and at that point did you think your day was done when the fuel pressure gauge was on zero and it was dying. So uh, he just kicked it in neutral and, and, you know, let it coast. I mean, these things being 3,400 pounds, they'll coast a long way. So, uh, you know, the longer I kept it in gear without power, uh, the more it was just slowing the car down. So, uh, you know, as soon as it went flat, I was quick to just, uh, you know, push the clutch in and kill the ignition and kick it out of gear and just sit there and ride it around the apron and hope I was, uh, you know, ahead long enough to, to beat those guys. A lot happened prior to that last lap, a hot, slick day. How much did you battle the race car today? Um, quite a bit, actually. I mean, we were really tight at the beginning of the race, and, and I'm so proud of these these guys on this Home Depot team. They worked so hard. The pit crew guys had an awesome, awesome day. I mean, it's, that was the best day of pit stops that we've had all year. They just they really picked it up today and uh, were consistent all day, and that's that's the consistency means more to me than, than one quick stop. So uh, their consistency today was awesome. And, uh, you know, we just kept working on it, kept trying to free it up, and it was a little too free on the front of runs. We would lose two or three spots and, and then start working our way back up. So, uh, you know, we were... We were definitely a, a third or fourth place car uh, today. It was just, you know, we had to, to roll the dice. And, you know, I'd, I'd much rather roll the dice and taking a chance on winning uh, this way than, than coming in and, and finishing third or fourth today and, and, you know, taking it safe. I'd, I'd rather just ran out of fuel than, than uh, not take a chance. A busy racing weekend for Tony Stewart ends in victory lane at Kansas. He has won the Banquet 400. And our congratulations to Tony Stewart as the celebration continues down in Gatorade victory lane. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of the Kansas Speedway. Let's go back down to Pitt Road, see if we can catch up some more of the top five finishers. I'll tell you what, Barney Hall, it's great to be talking to Dale Jarrett out here on Pit Wall after your first top five run of the season. Dale, congratulations. A nice day. Nice finish for you guys. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good finish. Uh, Butch made a great call there towards the end. Told me about 36 to go to save as much as I could, and we'd see what would happen. But, uh, you know, I had a good enough car that I could do that and not lose too much speed. So uh, that worked out really well. We need some good things to happen. Uh, need things to happen for Doug and Robert to land a sponsor for this team and, and to continue uh, making headway. So uh, that's good, and these guys have continued to work their tails off for us. I'm not mistaken. It's a couple good cars because you guys are pretty strong at Dover. It does seem like you guys have, have, have increased the performance over here. Yeah, you know, we're inching our way up that mountain. Uh, you know, we know that we can't just leapfrog over these other guys. They're two good uh, teams and drivers, but, you know, we're making headway, and, and that's what's important. 
That's Dale Jarrett, and we're going to Talladega. I believe that was the spot of his last time finish, top five finish, and, hey, that was a win one year ago next week. And let's see if we can catch up with one more of the top five finishers. Jeff Burton was the other one. He's up in the hauler changing clothes. And matter of fact, he jumps right out at us here. Big smile on your face as well. It should be a top five finish today on what was a wild day here at Kansas. Yeah, it really was. Uh, real proud of my guys. Uh, Team Singler did a great job today. Uh, we were right when we needed to be. The last run, two runs, the car really got good. Um, we were we were matching the 48. Uh, I'm not sure we were ever really better than him. There were times we were better. There were times he was better than us. But... Uh, on a day today, on a day like today, when the 48 had the field covered to be able to to get where you could run with him, I thought that was a great thing, and and uh, just proud of my guys. We uh, we kind of got dealt a hand there with um, you know running where we were running. We couldn't pit, and uh, we couldn't gamble on fuel, so uh, we had to pit. Scott Miller did exactly the right thing, and uh, we ended up fifth on a day where we uh, probably could have finished second. But there's nothing different we could have done. That's Jeff Burton. So there's the top five finishers, again, uh, coming in behind Tony Stewart, who's won the banquet 400. This is the way they did run. Tony Stewart gets the win, crossed the line, out of fuel. Casey Mears finished second. Mark Martin ran third, had a good points day. Dale Jarrett, his best finish of the year, comes up fourth. Jeff Burton, fifth. Sixth will go to Carl Edwards. Kyle Busch ran seventh. Brian Vickers, eighth. Clint Boyer, ninth. And Dale Earnhardt, Jr., finished tenth. 11th will go to Martin Truex Jr., 12th to Greg Biffle, 13th to Ken Schrader. Good day for Kenny. Jimmy Johnson finishes 14th. Kevin Harvick finished 15th. Bill Elliott ran 16th, and Bobby Labonte was 17th. Denny Hamlin gets an 18th place run. Travis Quapple finished 19th, and Sterling Marlin was 20th. 21st goes to Dave Blaney, 22nd to David Gilliland, 23rd to Matt Kenseth, 24th to Ryan Newman, and 25th to Kurt Busch. David Stremme finished in 26th today with Joe Nemechek, 27th. Tony Raines got 28th, Kyle Petty 29th, and Jeff Green came in in 30th. 31st to Kenny Wallace, 32nd, Todd Cleaver. Casey Kane was 33rd, Scott Riggs 34th, Robbie Gordon finished in 35th. 36th was Michael Walter. Actually, Michael Walter got 35th, Robbie Gordon 36th. 37th was Chad Chaffin, 38th, Terry Labonte. Jeff Gordon, 39th, Elliot Sadler, 40th, J.J. Yaley, 41st, Jamie McMurray, 42nd, and Reed Sorensen finished in the 43rd position. There were 15 lead changes among 10 drivers, 11 caution flags waved today, and here's the championship point standings as we roll on to Talladega Super Speedway next week. Jeff Burton still the point leader, and he stretches the margin to 69 points. Over second place, Denny Hamlin. Mark Martin will move up three spots. He's now in third. Matt Kenseth up a spot to fourth. Fifth is Kevin Harvick. Sixth, Jeff Gordon. He falls four positions. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is seventh, where he was coming in today. Jimmy Johnson is eighth, where he was coming in today. Kyle Busch up one spot to ninth. And Casey Kane falls one spot. He's now tenth. A total of 273 points among the top ten contenders as we move on to Talladega Super Speedway next weekend for the UAW Ford 500 Motor Racing Network with live coverage of that event next Sunday, 1.30 Eastern Time. Also, the trucks run at Talladega next weekend on Saturday. That's on Saturday, 2.45 Eastern. Our coverage starts with a special edition of NASCAR Live Friday night, 7 Eastern Time. Bud Pole qualifying for the UAW Ford 500 next Saturday at Talladega starting at 12 noon. Trucks at 2.45 Saturday. And again, the UAW W Ford 500, 1.30 Eastern Time on Sunday. Good tickets are still available for all the races at Talladega. You can get yours now at racetickets.com. Voices are heard on our broadcast today. Adam Alexander on Pit Road, along with Steve Post and Alex Hayden. Out of the turns, it was Dave Moody and Mike Bagley. Our broadcast engineers for today's show, Todd Costello and Doug Watson. The good Dr. Mike Weaver, our satellite engineer, and our production assistants for today's broadcast, Frank Kersey and Amanda Troutman. Now for 
Barney Hall. I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Tony Stewart. He rolled across victory lane out of fuel, but nonetheless won the Banquet 400. Field rolls off turn number four, looking for the green flag to get us underway here this afternoon. It is in the air, and they come up through the gearbox and accelerate off toward turn number one. Down to that inside line is Casey Kane. He's going to try to get out front all by himself, but he's not going to get away. Gives a very healthy shove in the rear quarter panels from Jimmy Johnson. Now Newman goes around in turn four. He was trying to gather the car back in. Again, he did not come down pit road. Now other cars spin. Jeff Gordon's down on the grass. Kevin Harvick is down there. Couple of chase contenders. Reed Sorensen pulls down the pit lane. Denny Hamlin, another chase contender, also makes an evasive move off the racetrack and rolls down pit road. No contact. Miraculous. Rolling up in turn four, it's Denny Hamlin around and into the outside wall. Crosses up, goes other way, keeps it off the fence, but Denny Hamlin and the FedEx Chevrolet loses control and turn the ball. Oh, there goes Clint Boyer all by himself. Second place automobile is around. He slaps the outside retaining wall. Trump first. Damage to the rear quarters of the Jack Daniels Chevrolet as everybody else sails by. Caution on the speedway. The ninth time to set off. Gordon off the pace coming across the line. He had just picked up a couple of spots, was closing in on seventh place Casey Mears, and now he slows on the racetrack. And a problem with Jeff Gordon reporting on the radio. I have no fuel pressure. Jeff Gordon pitted back on lap 197. They filled the fuel cell up. He should not be out of gas. Terribani, a Hendrick Motorsports teammate, comes off the racetrack, and he's going to push Jeff Gordon to pit road. Jeff Gordon probably would not have made it back to the pit lane, but now he gets assistance from Terribani. The Home Depot Chevrolet creeping very slowly through turn three, trying to make it to turn four, trying to make it to the checkered flag. Tony Stewart comes rolling slowly off turn number four, trying to make it back to the start-finish line. Casey Mears in position, maybe, to steal one today. It's not going to work. Tony, coast across the line. He will win the Banquet 400. MRN Radio. Coverage of the Banquet 400 has come to you from Kansas Speedway. The executive producer for MRN is Michael Storms. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. MRN's Throwback Thursday has been brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Sunoco and Grunt Style. Throwback Thursday can be found on demand at MRN.com, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Throwback Thursday is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.